We are on our second endeavor into our picks. We did uh, mine two weeks ago with Brigsby Bear. And this week, Troy picked a well-known favorite of his, the Amazon original series, The Tick. They put out the full season one. So we're going to be talking about it all in full. The Tick on Amazon on a very chum edition of the review. Review. Troy, look up behind you. It's the VLM! Spoon! <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small-town dudes give you their big, heroic opinions. I'm Troy... Spoon! To the max extreme. I'm the terror. <laughs> oh... Look out, y'all. I'm giving Jack Hero Hilly more work. <laughs> he only plays creeps. <laughs> Today we are going over... He's a master of voices, though. <laughs> Today we are going over all of Amazon's The Tick at the top of the hour. Yeah, that's top. Uh, before we do that, we're going to get into some other things, JT. More or less, the news. Like what? <laughs> Sticking with some superhero-ish news. There's some pretty big superhero stuff. We'll get into that, though. Uh, I'll, I'll just chip away at it with this. Justice League uh, is the lowest grossing DC movie ever. <laughs> well, and when I say ever, I mean it's the modern ones <laughs> that come out in the last one ever. Domestically... It's made $229 million. Uh, I mean, which is no chump change. But it's rumored that this movie took a lot more than that to make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worldwide, it made $657.9 million. And it is still playing in some markets. I got, It's going to get that bill, Troy. I, I'm getting the bill bill ready. <laughs> you might as well just let it collect dust over there. It's not going to be making that bill. Going to give it a sad bill, Bill. So making it in the top five of the DC movies, it's number five. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say top five, the only five DC Extended Universe movies. It tried so hard. It really did. It tried so hard that it failed. <laughs> It went all the way back around to... You know what? It didn't even fail. It just was so bleh that it was just just a bore. Yeah. Ugh. One of our friends just recently said that he was watching it with his son on like Facebook, I think. And I'm like, oh, why would you do that to yourself? There's so just much tell more. tell him to not talk to you ever again. <laughs> yeah, I blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> just like walking down the street and you see him and then you just cross the street <laughs> and he's not even black whoa <laughs> oh, sorry okay uh Look, 
I, I made a small gesture of it. You, you're the one that made it a race thing. Uh, I based the joke off of a race thing. Sorry. Did I go Come too on, far Joy. too early? Oh my God. We're not even we're not even five minutes in yet, and you've already dropped a bad. Well, race we've been joke. waiting for so long. Well, that's my computer. Oh, don't turn it on me, Troy. <laughs> don't turn this shit on me. All right, fair enough. I got more standings for whatever is left in the DC universe. So okay, far. Uh, what's coming, left? <laughs> yeah, coming in at number four is Man of Steel, one notch above Justice League, the first entry in the DC extended universe. Yeah, kicked off the whole thing. Two hundred ninety-one million worldwide. Uh, or not worldwide, uh, domestically, $668 million worldwide. Yeah. Suicide Squad above that at 325 domestic, $746 million Yeah. Worldwide. BVS, $330 domestic, $330 million. $330? $330 million domestic, $873.6 million worldwide. Ooh. Wonder Woman taking that top spot domestically. <gasps> At $412 million, but it does come in second worldwide to v- BVS. Ah. I know. Can't have dumb, all. Dumb foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it even more <laughs> racist. Just dig us a just hole. Here we go. Just, we just dig already, us deeper. <laughs> you, already, you already dropped the bomb, Troy. And uh, that uh, Wonder Woman worldwide only was shy about $50 million from BVS. Uh, at $821.8 million. Gotcha. No, not, n- nothing to scoff at. I it mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't no small potatoes. But, uh, Wonder Woman, I give it more accolades than BVS. BVS, yeah, had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Doomsday, fucking everybody, everything in it. Yeah. And, well, Justice still, League had everything in it. Yeah, but I and mean, it's number five. I, but I mean, it. <laughs> Yeah, we get it, right? I mean, we get it. We get, we get it. <laughs> At hey, this point, we Justice get it. Justice League, we get it. We get it. We get it. All right, <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> so, my question to you, Troy, is how oh. much is Aquaman gonna pull in now? Oh God, is that is it gonna make that, number that six? Next, right? Yeah, it's next. Oh God, that's the only one. For sure, for certain, on the docket, I'm gonna say it would be the new number four. Okay, so it'd be it'd rank lower than Suicide Squad, but higher than Man of Steel. That's where I'm gonna guess it's gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna say I don't know because Aquaman was kind of popular and it was kind of a standout in a yeah. Justice League. But it's still Aquaman. Yeah, and I think people are just kind of losing faith in DC altogether. And it's usually... Hmm. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe number five? I would say either it's going to be number five or number six. I think people are like just losing... Oh, I also Losing think wind <laughs> in DC. But uh, I for the solo adventures, they seem to be doing okay. I mean, Man of Steel was the first one out of the gate. Yeah. So, like, that one's hard to gauge because they only grow from there. I mean, except for Justice League, of course. But, uh, I would say, I don't know. Aquaman could be a wild card. Yeah. Because it is Aquaman and everyone shits on him. But 
He was like one of the top love things in Justice League. True. And it's Momoa. Yeah. So who knows? And uh, David Wan got David Wan there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, James Wan. Da- Jane. Were you thinking David, David Wong from Cracked? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he had a really good episode last week. Shut up. It was a good app. I like that app. Uh, so, yeah. I want to see David Wong fight crime. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> I Okay, so we, no, this is weird. This is a total tangent about David Wong, right? <laughs> I have an idea of what he looks like in my head. Yeah. And I know for a fact that that's not what he looks like. Yeah. My I my how I see him is like a mixture of like professional like scientific professor, but like maybe longer hair and like let's like students call him by his first name kind of. Because <laughs> like he's yeah. super professional, but then you like throw like a fuck in there every once in a while. Right, and he brought up rubbing dicks on televisions. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> he did on the last step. It was, was totally warranted. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a it was a wonderful analogy, <laughs> right? But <laughs> he, yeah. got, he revisited that well plenty times. Too much, almost. Uh, I loved it every time. Yeah, especially at the end, it came back around and it was funny. Again. <laughs> Uh, more news, JT. Whoa. Tessa Thompson just saw her as Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok yeah. alongside of Chris Hemsworth. Also, heard she has a pretty prominent role in Annihilation. Ooh, I've not out. seen it, though. I have not seen it either. Worldwide, it's on Netflix. Except I've, I heard, uh, domestically. Our good friend on the show, Dino Nealman, has seen it and mm. has liked it. Yeah, I think he saw it, like, opening weekend. He said Jesus. he dug it. Yeah, good. I know, he's out there just seeing movies left and right. Such Not a, talking him on here, by the way. He's such a good boy. <laughs> we keep inviting him on the show, he keeps declining because he's, like, quote, busy. I know, whatever. I know. Every time we see him, like, come here, Neil. Let's come on. Come on. Let's do a show. Want to do a show? Want to go on. outside? Want to do a show? <laughs> Want to go for a ride? <laughs> oh, my God. Now I know why he doesn't do them. <laughs> but uh, Tessa Thompson will be... Playing opposite Chris Hemsworth again in the yeah. new reboot of the Men in Black franchise. Yes. How do you like that? I, I'm i for it. Me too. I'm for it. I hope uh, it captures the magic of the original Men in Black. And yeah. And also does something well by itself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I slapped my thighs. Slapped your thighs so hard. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to it. Men in Black. Check it out sometime. Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, coming to theaters near you. Uh, so JT Deadpool 2. Yeah. It's been getting a slew of news. Lately. Yeah. You just, because br- apparently people don't know what the fuck to think about it. <clears throat> yeah. Either they hate it <laughs> or they, they fucking love it. Yeah. It's no middle ground with yeah. this movie, but we'll be able to maybe tell. Tomorrow, <gasps> when the second trailer drops. Oh, tomorrow. That's dropping. right. It always drops fucking the day we put out a show exactly. rather than record Well, I'm show. glad it didn't come out because we got a big one to talk about this oh, week. Oh, we got a big one. It'll be overshadowed by a burger. We got a big one. So everyone, check out uh, the Deadpool 2 trailer the day this drops. When okay. it's coming in your ears. Coming right in your <laughs> ears. I you know the, I, I don't like it either. I don't. It was a little <laughs> hanging fruit. And I didn't like it. Man, Troy, we're, you're just being way offensive Fuck. tonight. Come on, we'll bring it back. Bring it back around. All right, we'll, we're coming bring back around. Back. Woo! 
Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> Slap them thighs. Bring it back. Uh, Miles Morales, JT. You know him as the uh, young new Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, made famous by Brian Michael Bendis in the Ultimate Comics starting in the year 2000. He had his whole run. That's exactly where I know him from. <laughs> he had his whole run there spanning uh, over 100 issues. I was going to say the exact same thing. You beat me to it. Uh, then the big event, uh, Secret Wars. Secret happened. Wars, yeah. Yep, exactly. And <laughs> Miles Morales traveled to, to the, the 616 six universe. universe. Yeah, yeah right. uh -huh. that's exactly what I was going to say. And since then... There's been two, two Spider-Man Spider in, in 616 Prime universe. universe. Yes. See, you know it. I, I was right <laughs> right there with you the whole time, Troy. You well, beat me to it. I don't know if you knew this yet then, JT, because okay. I know you've been on board this whole time, obviously. You've been saying oh, the yeah. same thing as me. Yeah, exactly. But Miles Morales' just Spider-Man title... Yeah. No, no adjective on t on it yeah. is being canceled <gasps> by Marvel. The June solicits had it not existing anywhere in there. Yeah, uh, and it's odd that he has his own movie coming out very soon through Sony. Yeah, and Marvel has no comic planned to come out alongside it. Ooh, weird, right? Well, Marvel's maybe sticking it to Sony. Maybe, but it's weird that now they're kind of playing ball with each other. Now that they're using Spider-Man, maybe their... it's like one of those like high school girl type relationships where it's like, oh, you're my, you're totally my friend, and then like behind their back, like she's such a bitch. <laughs> that could be very true. <laughs> Feige, you backstabbing hoe. Fe Feige, yeah, Feige's a backstabbing hoe. <laughs> Feige. <laughs> Yeah, backstabbing home. <laughs> so I don't know if they're just playing evil games with Sony, or it's coinciding with Marvel's new initiative, the Fresh Start Initiative, where they're bringing all of these characters that have been around only in recent years back to their original, uh, I guess, form, for lack of a better word. Such as, there has been a Lady Thor running around. Uh, now it's going to go back to the original guy, Thor. Oh. Uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, like I said, yeah. is going to be disappearing from the comic shelves. Yeah. Uh, the female Wolverine is now going to play second fiddle to the real Wolverine, who is now back. Yeah. Now, if you don't follow comics or whatever, this probably makes no sense to anybody. But what happened in the last three, four, five years is a bunch of... New, diverse, younger characters took place of these old legacy characters. Yeah. Making it so it's not just such a white boys club. Yeah. And, and now so, they're turning it back into a white boys and club? And now they're they're reverting back to it. Yeah. Granted, these are the like the characters that appeared in the 60s and 70s are the most popular versions of them. Yeah. But what they don't have are the interesting new updated takes of all these new characters that came in, such as Miles Morales. He's a... Half black, half Hispanic, Spider-Man. Yeah. And also, he's very popular. Out yeah. of all of the new characters introduced, he's probably one of the most popular ones. Trump's America, man. It's fucked up, bruh. <laughs> I would think they'd want to keep those characters around because with, uh, especially with Marvel entering another phase and yeah. possibly a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. uh, actors letting their contracts go up, you right. would think they'd want to have alternative versions of said characters to come up in other phases. Right. Yeah. 
And you think like something like a Lady Thor or a different Spider-Man or mm-hmm. if the thing with Fox goes through, a Lady Wolverine would mm-hmm. be something that they would want to latch on to. Right. I mean, they already had Lady uh, Wolverine. The little girl in Logan was yeah. grew up to be X-23. Like, yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. She took place for Wolverine when he was dead for a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know, no. And uh, Jane, I mean, this is spoilers from like five years ago. Jane Foster has been Thor for the last five years Ooh, in the latest shit. Thor run. And her story's been very intriguing because Jane has cancer. And every time she turns into Thor, her cancer treatment like is evaporated from her body. And so Ooh. when she turns back into Jane Foster, she has to start cancer treatment again. Oh, God. So it's like being Thor is killing her. So it's fucking really interesting. Whoa. Whereas the original Thor had none of that, you know? Still likable, but none of that kind of complexity. Holy so shit. it's really cool. So we'll see what they do with them. Hopefully they don't go to the wayside completely, but uh, we'll see how it's going. The, uh, the new editor-in-chief at Marvel right now, Seems to be mending ties with other creators that have since left Marvel. So, uh, we'll see if it starts something, uh, a new fresh start, like they want to say. There you go. Uh, moving on from there before you fall asleep. (laughs) I don't know. I tried to stay as interested as possible. Um, (laughs) WWE, JT, brought this up before we started recording. Yeah. Has cleared Daniel Bryan for some in-ring action. Yes. What's your take on this? I'm well. I'm for it. Yeah, pro, I enjoy him. Obviously, <laughs> I enjoy him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was one of those things. I don't know. I haven't heard a lot about what's what happened or why it's happening. I think the main reason why it's happening is because they want to build to like him and Shane versus uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Sure, is the main thing. But uh, no, I haven't heard too much about. All the backstage things. I know, like, Daniel Bryan was, like... His big thing was that he was threatening just leaving WWE altogether to go to the independents. Yeah. Because big, big fucking thing here. Uh, the independent scene doesn't give a fuck if you're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you yeah. work. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that, that he's been cleared. And I know, like, the whole WWE thing was kind of a... It was kind of there's like there was like a conspiracy going around because they did they were like pissed that Daniel Bryan was getting so popular and he's so like smaller uh-huh. and they didn't like the fact that like oh we we tried to bring Batista in and they didn't fucking like Batista because Daniel Bryan so yeah we're not really liking like but it's like a conspiracy it might, oh. it's probably not true I don't fucking know I don't care like I just. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like you kind of care. No, but, but like I yeah, I I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm glad that he's back and like he seems like a really nice guy and I'm glad that he's back to doing what he does best. Yeah. That uh placeholder like GM role. I don't know, like for a guy that just seems to really love doing in-ring stuff. Yeah. It's got to be grinding on him so oh, hard. Oh god, I know. I can't imagine like Doing something you love to do for so long and then just taking a role where it's like, now you can watch these other people do what you want to do. Yeah. (laughs) And you can just be a lovable (sighs) goof. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No And I love Daniel Bryan to death, but in-ring promo things are not like his cup of tea. 
Well, I mean, it's only had years of practice doing him. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he, he was for for the role they had him in, he was fine. But like, that's not what he is. He's more known for in ring. Like, yeah. The only reason he was so over as like a general manager was because of what he did in the ring. Yeah. True. So I mean, it's just. But he's back. It's good for now. For now. God, it just sucks because like, sure he'll be like. I know. Like he'll how probably. Old- like yeah, how old is he now? He's got to be like close to like like his late thirties now. Yeah. So you got to think of like, okay, you're back, but for how much longer? Yeah. And he's just concussion prone. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully he can make it to WrestleMania and like doesn't like <laughs> just, doesn't just like do try to like get off a little bit of rust and just like warm up and shit and then just fucking knocks his head on something. Yeah. And, concuss himself before WrestleMania or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But I would love to see him at WrestleMania where he can go like all out and shit. Oh yeah. Especially like him and Shane. You oh, kidding yeah. me? Like they'll just do some fucking weird shit. They'll just try to like top each other. Well at least Shane will try to top him and yeah. shooting star off the fucking arena or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like shoot a firework in the air and do a shooting star off of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I think the last bit of news I got, JT, is just Shazam! Shazam! In general. uh, A new poster came out, which is not, like, such a big deal. It just shows the title card and everything. But uh, the more I see about this movie, the more I'm really looking forward to it. Really? Yeah. And I... I mean, I already like the character a lot. And I was very apprehensive when they said they were going to do it. Because I'm like, well, they haven't really nailed everybody else yet. Yeah. And Captain Marvel is like, he's kind of like Superman, but he's like Superman if he had the mindset of a child. Yeah. And so that's like super interesting. Like he doesn't have the wisdom that Superman can in, in, uh, impart on somebody. Yeah. He's like just a wholesome kid who's trying to do the best he can but he happens to be in the superman's body yeah no i like the idea of that where like you even though you are indestructible you still have some maturing to do right so i am i'm really looking forward to it because it looks like it's playing it really close to the source material even just by set photos i've seen really like that costume yeah. For Shazam looks like almost comic accurate. Oh wow! Like almost spot on. Mark Strong is playing the villain in it. Yeah, another bald evil guy. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course, that's what he plays. And he's like, uh, depending on the version in which they go, hopefully they're going lighter in tone in this. I would like just like to see a lighter toned, like all. I'm gonna say almost campy version. Yeah, just something fun and light and. Oh, yeah. Just a palate cleanser. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would love to see it, even if it's not connected to anything whatsoever. Yeah, I want to see it go insane, kind of. Right. Just be a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be uh, a movie where the main the main protagonist is supposed to be a little kid, then make it for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Make it an all-ages movie. Don't yeah. go for the PG-13 Yeah, or any don't of make that it shit. a gritty fucking, oh, Shazam is trying to take care of this meth dealer. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, just make it a fucking, a fun, fun, fun movie. Right. Like, e- even, like, Disney cartoons, 
from like years ago had an aspect of like fear and horror from the villain. Like yeah. you look at all the evil witches and shit. Oh, are trying to like yeah. kill a princess <laughs> or something, but just flip it around and have it be like an all ages movie where the kid is just trying to like do the best he can. He's yeah. a wholesome kid. He knows right from wrong. And he's just trying to like stop this bald man from trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I think, Please I, don't kill me, bald man. <laughs> yeah. I am hoping that this movie is good. Because I don't know. Like, Shazam, Captain Marvel, what, whatever you want to call him, has, has been one of my favorite characters for the last few years. So yeah. I'm just looking really forward to it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I want to see what they do with Thank it. Thank you. I want to see what they do with it. Thank you. Well, that's all the news I got, JT. All right. Well, I got some news, Troy. Steven Spielberg. What's that guy got to say? He's getting ready for his Ready Player One coming out in Uh a couple weeks. Uh Uh, Said that he confirms that the shooting for Indiana Jones 5 starts in April 2019. Okay. So we can probably expect it for maybe a summer release in 2020. All right. Okay. I'm not so stoked about this. Yeah. I think I've... (laughs) The last time we brought this up... I was more stoked about this than something else. Yeah, because he's after this, he's making West Side Story. Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> I was more stoked for Indiana Jones than West Side Story. But uh, uh, I just hope... I don't know. Harrison Ford has to be not wanting to do this, right? I don't know. I, I've always thought that he liked Indiana Jones, though. But, I mean, after the last one... Like, does that, like, taint, like, carry on? I don't, I don't oh, know. Maybe he's on his, like, kill all my main characters tour still. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, like, so far, those have been yeah. great. Yeah. So, just do it. There you go. Keep doing it. Kill all my characters tour. Kill the characters tour. Although, I guess he didn't die as Deckard, spoiler alert. Well... Right, but he's, I don't think he's coming back for another one. Probably not. There's probably not another one going to be made. Probably another one, yeah. <laughs> Didn't make enough money for another one to be made. <laughs> Which is too bad. It was a great movie. Yeah. Favorite of last year. Favorite of last year. There you go. Look out. Uh, Troy, you, you love those live action <laughs> Disney films, right? Sure. Yep. <laughs> Every one of we them. We got the Lion King one right on the corner. That's right. And uh, Disney came out with another one that they're going to make an exclusive on their streaming service. Oh, really? To get people to check it out. I haven't heard of this. What is this? They are making a live-action version of Lady and the Tramp. Okay. Quote, live-action? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be like (laughs) CG bullshit, whatever. Okay. But yeah, no, it's going to be exclusive to their streaming service to get people to sign up. All right, that wouldn't be such a grab for me. I I don't think, but yeah, I, I want to see how they treat the fucking Siamese cats in it. <laughs> That's some racist fucking shit. It was a different time back then. <laughs> some <Jay>. racist <laughs> fucking shit. I brought that. I remember my mom was talking about it, and she brought up, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that was pretty bad." <laughs> <laughs> and I think my mom brought it up like, "Oh, I loved. I remember." Loving leading the tramp when I was a li- when I was little, and I was like, "Yeah, remember the Siamese cats?" And she was like, "Yeah, that was pretty bad." <laughs> <laughs> I 
I never was really into Lady and the Tramp so much. Besides the old spaghetti scene, like... Oh, yeah. I don't really... I like, don't remember a lot of Lady than Tramp. I think I maybe have only really seen it maybe twice in my whole life. Yeah. I was more Fox and the Hound growing up. Yeah, I oh, saw that man. more, but I still... Like, I was... Like, I really don't think I got into Disney anything until The Lion King. Yeah. No, no, Aladdin. Like, I watched the shit out of Aladdin. Oh, yeah, I watched the fuck out of Aladdin. I'm trying to remember... For some weird reason, I remember the one Disney movie I watched a lot of was The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yeah. I watched that a I, shit ton. And I saw a lot of The Rescuers. And Rescuers Down I Under. I watched a lot of The Rescuers Down Under. I think I saw, actually, Down Under more. I know, I did. I know I did, because the three major... Uh, kids movies i had on tape when i was growing up was rescuers down under fievel goes west oh shit fievel goes west right yes that too i also watched the shit out of <laughs> and more another, than the more than yeah. just the regular american and another tale. one that i'll bring up later for a, a segment we're possibly going to do oh okay good 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 yeah there's th- those three are the ones that like i always fell back on like i had the tapes and I watched them all the fuck. It was always like the weird fucking FBI warning where they had them like they had like the yeah. flashing FBI in the background like scrolling up, <laughs> and the fucking sweet ass like Walt Disney like yeah, with like Mickey Mouse with the fucking magic wand, and then the fucking Walt Disney came out of the wand. <laughs> oh my god, nostalgia. That shit is the fucking best. But no, we'll we'll talk about the nostalgia stuff later. We got okay. some ideas for uh, possible shows in the future. Yes, that we will be talking about. I'm excited for it. Uh, Troy, are you at all uh, knowing of the new gods on DC? Yeah. Yes, I'm surprised I forgot about this. But go on, <laughs> go on with your news. Uh, apparently, uh, the director Ava DuVernay, yeah. who uh, is apparently known for her not so critically acclaimed <laughs> going with a wrinkle in time, right, has come out with the news that she is on board for doing a New Gods movie for DC. Yeah, and I'm not too all familiar with New Gods. Okay, so uh, maybe you can fill me in a little bit. Sure. So, the new gods are a replacement of the old gods, as the name suggests. The old gods being, like, old Asgardian, because as, really, Asgardian gods are, like, fucking, uh, uh, what are they called? They're not copyrighted. They're fucking real Norse myth or whatever. Yeah. So, Ragnarok happens, right? They get all wiped out. Oh, this out. is Marvel. No, it's DC. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. No, no. Because all this, like, Norse mythology is all fucking <laughs> real. Like, it's all fucking Nordic, all that shit. Marvel just adapted Public domain. It. It's pu- Thank you. That's the word <laughs> phrase I was looking for. Public domain. Thigh slap. Thigh slap. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the those gods die in Ragnarok. Yeah. Public domain. Yeah. DC owns it. Yep. Well, uses it. Yeah. In their place, the new gods swoop in, and in they make their own versions of heaven and hell, heaven being new Genesis, hell being apocalypse. Yeah. Dark side is the ruler of apocalypse. Yeah. And 
the old father. Uh, I think it's the old father. Is the ruler of New Genesis, the yeah. heaven and hell, God yeah. and the devil. Yeah. They also have sons. Oh my god! I feel like this is gonna be like a it's scroll. So... Okay. This is gonna Go be on. like a scroll in like the beginning of the movie it where people are gonna be like, be. "Yeah, yeah." Oh fuck me! What did it I get into? It would have to be. It would have to be <laughs> because like it's a Jack Kirby creation, and he just went balls to the wall and just like did whatever he wanted and like some of it is indecipherable he would drop plot lines in the middle of an issue like just go on and do whatever he wanted all right and i really don't think it caught fire until maybe like after he died right yeah the only thing that really took foothold is dark side because he's a big bad villain yeah but uh so dark side has a son orion yeah and the old father has a son Mr. Miracle. And in order for them to create peace with their two worlds, they switch sons. Yeah. And so Mr. Miracle is raised by Darkseid and Orion is raised by the High Father. Yeah. It's the High Father, not the Old Father. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. <laughs> anyway, the only hey, reason... Man, I'm the father. <laughs> even... The only reason I even know this is because I've been reading the Mr. Miracle series and it delves very highly in all this new god stuff. Yeah. And there's also like Big Barda and Granny Goodness and all like the Metron, all these names that mean nothing to you, right JT? Yeah. It's a fucking weird story <laughs> and my point is is that it's making me have a headache trying to tell you what it means. I have a so headache to the listening general to it. public. This is going to go over like dog shit. <laughs> But at the same time, I want to see it so bad. Like I said, there's got to be like a big fucking scroll at the beginning of this that people right. are gonna be like, "What? What am I?" So there's so heaven and hell, and plus even the heaven and hell shit's gonna probably fucking offend the shit out of people. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, yeah. So yeah. Be, so you're saying you killed God? But I love God. <laughs> But technically, it's not that god. It's Norse. Uh, it's uh, and it's only an allegory, really. So it's just like, ah, fucking hell. I I don't know. It's no. It'd be fucking apocalypse, really. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not the apocalypse, apocalypse from X Men. It's apocalypse <laughs> with a K. Uh, so I mean, I listen. If. They shouldn't make this. So I got more news. Okay. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck this. I'm sorry I brought it up. Listen. <laughs> That's why I wanted to bring it up because it's so fucking bizarre that they'd even think that this was a decent idea to Some do. Convoluted ass horseshit. Yeah, people complained about the Especially... Green Lanterns info dump at the very beginning. Yeah. I thought that was pr- fairly easy to follow. <laughs> But this info dump will take like 20 Especially minutes. Especially with this being connected to Norse mythology where they have with Thor and Marvel. Like, people are going to be confused as fuck. Yeah. And like, I wonder so, if... So, is this the Thor? Like, so, like, he's from Asgard. So, does that mean Thor's going to beat up the, the Apocalypse guy? No, no, Grandma. It's DC. <laughs> no, this is DC. That, that was Marvel. So, no. But why they bring up the... I. I don't know. Hey Alexa, <laughs> what is what is this? Yeah, it does not. It's not gonna say anything. To and me. Uh, 
I mean, I guess I could change it to like they don't have to be beholden to that. They could change it to like the Greek gods, I guess. Sure. But then again, then people would be like, "Is it like Wonder Woman connected to that?" (laughs) So I don't know. Some dumb fucking shit. (laughs) Oh, blame Jack Kirby. Fucking, he is a genius, but at the same time, like, no mass audience is gonna be on board with this. Yeah. No mass audience. It's a bit of a niche. (laughs) I do have some Avengers Infinity War news, but do you want me to save that for when we talk about the... Want to, like, dump it all at the end? Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So remind me. I'll try to remind you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Troy, Lord of the Rings, the Amazon series. Hello, TR. Dropped its big bill on everybody. This uh, this last week, okay, it's supposed is projected to cost over five hundred million dollars. Oh my god! To put it in perspective, that's more than all three Lord of the Rings movies combined. <laughs> uh, are they doing a full thirteen eps on this? I guess. Oh, I don't know, but it's that's a that's a fucking mistake. Yeah. But people don't... People have seen Lord of the Rings. And to a lesser extent, The Hobbit. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. Because I th- I, from what I thought, I thought this Lord of the Rings thing was going to be kind of like a prequel to, like, Frodo's adventure. They're not going to just rehash it, are they? And they're not going to be, yeah. like, ballsy enough to do a sequel to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No, they're not going to do a sequel. I cannot see them doing a sequel. So... But, like... Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. Like the like the Lord of the Rings movies are not even old enough to be considered dated. Right. I I don't know. Like they look better than the Hobbit, and the Hobbit's more. Yeah, recent. the Hobbit sh- it's shit. But uh, <laughs> isn't the Hobbit already the prequel to like Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Unless there's like weird other stories that I I'm not. I don't listen, know. Listen, I don't get into this Tolkien stuff anyway. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. But it's like I can't see why Amazon would invest so much. Into a show about something that's not even dated. I'm f- like people still like pass around Lord of the Rings movies and watch them like, like yeah. it's like it's still like some big thing. Yeah, do the extended cut marathons or whatever. Yeah, Dinosaur Neil does that. I don't exactly. know how. I don't know. It's probably really patient. It's waiting at the door for someone to <laughs> <laughs> like. Waiting, waiting for uh, waiting for uh. Some would say his master to come home. Sure. He's got a lot of time at home to right. wait. Right. Might as well watch all the Lord of the Rings. I guess when you put it that way, it makes total sense. <laughs> just keep in mind, Neil, that we love you. We're just doing this out of spite. Because <laughs> we know you're listening and just biting your cheeks like, <laughs> those fuckers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't see what the fuck. They would, I, why the they would put so I, much money into this shit? I just I want to say that they want it to be their like uh, Game of Thrones killer. Yeah, like they want to be like competing with like HBO for their like big. But why would they want to be series. a Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones is ending in like a year. Yeah, I don't know, but like that's the only reason I could think of like to try to get those fans to jump aboard on this. Like, yeah, but I don't know, like why. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, for the last ten years, has been pretty played out, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's just... It's been squeezed dry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... I don't know. I don't... 
I don't know. Don't know, man. That's all my news. Okay. <laughs> now that we've drained ourselves. <laughs> well, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Well, then it's done. Good. <laughs> I only got two trailers this time. Did you? You said you saw like a whole bunch. I, I got mean, a few. Yeah. I'll, let me pull them up. All right. Well, let me just start with my small one yeah, here. Do do the ones that aren't that. Right. Well, I, then I have one other one. Okay. And I know I think you have it too, so you can jump in on oh, it. Oh yeah, I will. Um, the first one I got, I had no idea this movie was coming out, and it surprised me because it's got a huge cast in it. Mm-hmm. But the movie Tag, yeah, came out of nowhere, and I just saw trailers for it like yesterday. Yeah. And I had no idea what it was because I saw it on Facebook first with the sound off, and I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Watch it again, or watch it today with the sound on. It has got a pretty interesting premise, apparently based on a true story. Yeah. Where, like, a group of friends on every May play a group, or play a game of tag that's gone on for the last 30 years, and one member of this friend group has never been it. Yeah. And that's Jeremy Renner's character. Yeah. But... Jeremy Renner is not only the big one of the biggest stars in this. It also stars John Hamm, Ed Helms, Leslie Bibb, Rashida Jones, Isla Fisher, Jake Johnson, and Hannibal Burris. Yeah, like a big comedic cast, huge cast. Yeah. So, I just the cast alone. I'm like, I'm really interested in this. Yeah, and, and it's, a, it's a fun premise too. The premise looks fun, and from what the trailer makes it show, it looks like they make. Like, the actual game they're playing, like, almost like an action type of... Yeah. Like, a fun action-y type of movie. And I'm well, like... Well, yeah. Well, their whole... The, like, the whole premise of it from the trailer is that Jeremy Renner's never been tagged, and he says after this year he's retiring, because mm-hmm. he just can't take this shit anymore. Yeah. But since he's never been tagged, this is, like, their last time to officially tag him. So uh-huh. they're all working together to tag Jeremy Renner. And they just keep failing at every every stop. Yeah, and it I mean it looks great. Like yeah, there, it looks like there's action shots. The comedy in the trailer had yeah. me going. Like I'm into it. Yep. So this might be a tr- like a comedy that like I'll actually go to the theater to see. Yeah. Like otherwise I just usually skip out. But I'm I'm way interested in this. So let us know what you think. Yeah, I'm for it. Fans. I want to I want to see it. Yeah. Might uh, be added to a uh, list that we're coming up with for next week. Ooh, look out. Maybe more, more that between a uh, certain more date. More that later. Yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> that later. Uh, one of the trailers that came out this week, a new trailer for the the sequel to Sicario. Oh, yeah. Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. They added a day of now to it. Great. Um. It doesn't look as thought-provoking as the first Sicario. It definitely looks more action-packed. I never saw Sicario. It's heard on it Amazon. Was, I heard it was good. I just... I never have any interest in ever seeing it. I don't why? know why. I, I don't know why. I just... Just saying Sicario, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what, is a, a, what is Sicario? I think it's Mexican for bounty hunter, maybe. I think All that's right. what it is. Maybe or I'll... assassin. Mexican for assassin. All right. Well, maybe it'll turn me around a little bit. See, yeah. I'm not fluent in any other language. It's good. All right. I've heard it was good. I yeah. just... 
Never have the interest in seeing it. But uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado, it appears that it it pits two of the main characters from the first one against each other. Look out. In uh, Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro. And, um, I don't know, looks looks mildly interesting. I might be up for seeing it. Josh Brolin getting a lot of work. It's got a summer release. Look out. So we'll see how that goes. All right. There's like a scene in there where they show like him like <laughs> he like unloads on like this fat dude with a pistol and just unloads a clip in him. God. It's like Jesus Christ. That seems like a waste of bullets. How fat was he? Like, he was pretty portly. He was a pretty portly gentleman. Maybe he needed all that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh try got a trailer for a Netflix sci-fi film. Oh. Right. That looks mildly interesting, called The Titan, with the return of Sam Worthington. Ooh. Also have something else that I'll talk about and what I've been watching with Sam Worthington in it, oh, even. Jesus. But, Sam uh, Worthington in it. Oh. Getting that work. Getting that work, son. <laughs> uh, he's in a movie called The Titan, which has kind of an interesting premise to it, where uh, it's pretty much like Interstellar, where like the the er, the work. Earth is, like, dying, and they need to find a new place to live. Sure. And they found an inhabitable planet, which is one of the moons of Saturn, okay. called Titan. Yeah. But in order to live there, they need to uh, basically uh, rewire the genetic code of, like, humans. Okay. So they bring in all these human beings to do, like, tests on to try and... Make it so that they can live in this atmosphere. Uh-huh. And one of them being Sam Worthington, who's like one of the first people. And they find that these co- these tests might actually be turning him into something completely different than a human being. Oh, look out. Might be, uh, might have like some uh, sweet ass like body horror type stuff in there. Oh maybe even. my. So right. It looks kind of, it's like kind of interesting. Fun fact. Thanos is from the moon Titan. Oh, shit. I think. Okay. We call him the Mad Titan, so. Oh. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, it looks cool. Like, there was, like, some scenes in there where, like, Sam Worthy, like, everyone's, like, swimming, and they show, like, Sam Worthy sitting on the pool, just, like, comfortable, like, he can breathe underwater and shit. Like, it's just, like, small stuff like that, but then they also, like, show him, like, morphing into, like, this weird animal at the end. Oh, God. Animorphs. Yeah. Like a hawk, like to like turn into a hawk, like Tobias. <laughs> what? This uh, is like the second time in a week we brought up animorphs. <laughs> you should you should just turn back, Tobias. <laughs> stuck as a hawk. He's stuck as a hawk. Uh. <laughs> now my last trailer for the big one, Troy. All right. Uh, Mila Kunis. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon. Look out. Are gonna be in a film called The Spy Who Dumped Me. Uh oh. Where uh, Mila Kunis plays the ex girlfriend of a certain guy who turned out to be a spy, and because of that, she's now on a hit list where oh, she's on shit. running for her life. God. Um, this looks like those like regular comedic films. Like, it could be good. It could really <laughs> suck. Okay. Probably could really suck. What? Uh... Right off the bat, what would you just like compare it to? Well, it's a lot of like Kate McKinnon's comedy, 
It's like, based off the trailer, it's like maybe, it could very well be like Bad Moms-ish. Mm. That's what I was hoping you would not say. But uh, <laughs> it could also be like I Spy. Because it has like okay. that like action. They had some pretty like funny looking action in it, and they're like the jokes they put in it were funny. Okay. But this also could could be one of those instances where it's like we're gonna put all of our funniest shit in the trailer, mm. and then we're just gonna suck when the movie comes out. Hmm. All right. So who knows? It's crapshoot. It's total crapshoot. All right. Crap. Got Justin Justin Thoreau in there. Oh look out! He's a hot toddy. Look out! He's smoking hot. <laughs> you see those arms? Come on, get real with those arms. Are you kidding me? <laughs> kidding me with those arms? <laughs> uh, well, JT, the big one, the big one dropped the day after we sh- fucking recorded last Jesus week. Jesus Christ! Always how it works. Always. Uh, but we've had time to stew on it, JT. Yeah. Really pond, really sit on it. Right. Sit on it like a like an like an like a hen on an egg. Right. And we're gonna hatch our thoughts <laughs> tonight. Perfect analogy. <laughs> Couldn't have ever said it better ever. Never. Ever. Infinity War, the second trailer came out for the newest big Marvel franchise event coming yeah. April twenty seventh. My mom's birthday. Yep. Happy birthday. I would love to treat her to this movie, but she probably wouldn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Mom, quit shitting on the things I love. And be like, it's my birthday. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I hit her. You're ruining this movie. <laughs> You're ruining this fucking movie for me, Mom. God, idiot. Uh, you, you shut the fuck up. We'll get ice cream after. <laughs> okay. I love you, son. Can we see Macy? Did I fucking talk to you? <laughs> Uh, so the Infinity War come uh, trailer came out. You're so good, to your mom. I know, and uh, she, she. Now I'm thinking too much about my mom. <laughs> the Infinity War trailer came out, and it shows way more of Thanos. Yeah. Um. Apparently, this movie after this trailer came out, there's just a slew of news that spilled out from under it. Yeah. Which we'll be also getting into. Apparently you have news. Yeah. We're going to add. I'm reminding you right now. All right. Unless you say it right now. I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay. But, uh, it, uh, shit. I had a point. Uh, Oh, apparently it's going to be a Thanos, uh, centric movie where a lot of the movie is just going to be around him. That's pretty much my news. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, (laughs) So, um, that makes me think of what, uh, if this is going to be a Thanos-centric movie. I mean, it's probably a smart idea. We haven't learned much about the character yet. Yeah. It can be, uh, rounded around him, where all the secondary characters are all the people we already know, so we don't have to have any more real character development for them, because we've seen them through however many movies, 18 at this point, really? You kidding me with 18 movies? It's a lot of fucking movies. Anyway, uh, so, so there. Yeah, there you have it. Yeah, like, this is like the first time that, uh, like, the Avengers are fighting, like, a centralized, a central being of a character. Well, they fought Ultron. Ultron, 
Ultron put himself in a bunch of fucking things. Like, oh, it's, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. No, this is like, and Ultron was like, like just created. Like it was just made. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first time they can actually tackle something where it's a being with history mm-hmm. and a reason for doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And you can see it through that per that person's eyes as it takes on all these characters that we've grown up to get to know throughout the years. I think that's a amazing idea for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it, it looks great. The action in it is, it looks like it should be great. It doesn't show a ton of action in it. Yeah. But, uh, it looks like uh, it's gonna be taking on three fronts, like a like a space New York and Wakanda trifecta. Yeah, what's uh, going on there? It looks like the New York stuff is like maybe the initial thing that happens. Like I, I don't know. I heard like a thing where like they were trying to like really break down like what they think is going to happen. Oh yeah, sure. Based off of it, and like the mate, the two major battles seem like one is on like an off planet and another one is like Wakanda. Yeah. Like those are going to be like the two major battles. And like, I think they're splitting the roster of the Avengers between those two battles. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, it looks like Spider-Man may be the first on the scene in, uh, the New York stuff. Yeah. That's. And, uh, I don't know how the Hulk, cause we just watched Thor Ragnarok again. Yeah. It's unclear on how Bruce Banner gets back to Earth, besides him just falling from space. May- yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, well, you know, it's at the end of, spoiler alert, for the end of uh, Thor Ragnarok for the uh, first cutscene, mm-hmm. that it's Thanos' ship that shows up right. and cuts off all the Asgard people. Right. So... <clears throat> We'll see. Who knows? Well, who knows? I'm I'm super stoked for this though. Like I was oh, saying yeah. right before, like I made you watch it when you came over on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. You, yeah. <laughs> I just brought I brought it up in passing. Like, hey, did you see that Avengers? Like, yeah, come on, watch it. And you want to watch fuck. it again? Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I shoved it down Chelsea's throat. Oh, too. I know. I loved how like Chelsea brought up. It's like, yeah, he like yelled at me because I didn't see it yet when I got home. <laughs> I was, I was working all day. He's like, shut up and watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. I can't freaking wait. I'll, what I was saying before we started recording is like, this better be good. Because, like, yeah. there's so much hype. If it's <laughs> if it's just mediocre, yeah. God, I'll be pissed. <laughs> and there's another movie after this next year. I know. And that's uh, they filmed them. At the same time, right? I think so. I think so, too. I want to see what's going on. So I heard Captain Marvel's not going to be in this. Yeah. So she's going to be in her own flick. But I wonder if if they filmed them, like, back-to-back, then if she would be in the fourth one. Maybe. I don't know. Well, there's there's some dumbass rumors floating around whether people think that the Silver Surfer's going to be in this. See, I don't know how they would do that, because they would have to, like... That Fox deal would have to go through by then, and yeah. it's still not finalized no. yet. No. So, people are just being dumb. Yeah. I mean, it would be awesome. Like, if the Fantastic Four showed up in this movie, <laughs> I'd probably nut in my pants. That's gross. But it would happen. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, just, I can't lie. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, 
I just want this movie to be out right now. All I, yeah. all, all I want to do is see this movie. Yeah, I've heard, like, like all the visuals in it look, like, really, like, it seems like, even just off of, like, the small things they showed in it, like, the, the stakes seem a lot higher. Like, it actually seems like Avengers are getting fucked up in this. I know. As opposed to, like, everything else where it's, like, we're going to beat up an army of shit. Right. And then we're going to come out A-OK. Yeah. And with, like, people's contracts expiring and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's it makes it seem Very like, likely, like, someone's going to fucking die in this. Yeah. And, like, there's been plenty of videos and speculation already about who's going to die, and it's been talked to death. So, yeah. like, I don't think we need to do it here, but the per fact se. That, but the fact that it's an option now. I know. Like and, you, like, it could be a definite, like, no, nope, he's dead. Yeah. It's like, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. For, like, a real stakes... In a blockbuster franchise film, which you, that you never see, yeah, it'd be so thigh slapping, thigh great. slapping great. <laughs> God, you never know what would turn around the TSG. corner. TSG, God, TSG, it's TSG, <laughs> it's super TSG. Uh, but that's all. That's all I got to say, really, about Infinity War. It's been talked to death on the internet. Oh, I'm yeah. just like just super stoked on. Yeah, it already. This is us, just pretty much just post post coming <laughs> right just reeling from that it's like a yeah like a post-sex this selfie is, yeah yeah this is yeah. <laughs> i want to see you do like an after-sex <laughs> selfie with you and like a, a screen showing the avengers infinity war show. just like doing like the two fingers like what's up it's like your arm around your computer screen where your hair's all messed up and you're all sweaty <laughs> <laughs> me like I haven't even left the theater yet. I'm just like the credits are in the background, and I'm just like <laughs> got no shirt on. Yeah, you have no shirt on for no reason. <laughs> like beads of sweat stuck in your chest hair. Uh, it's gonna be so erotic, <laughs> so hot. But uh, that being said, Troy, we got the tournament of random movies. Mm-hmm. That's right, random movies two. Tournament Random Movies 2. Can't forget about that. Uh, we had the big show-off between uh, Mars Attacks and GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Did you see who won, Troy? No, I didn't see who won. Uh, it was it was pretty close. I think it was by one vote. Oh, look out. But uh, Mars Attacks Ooh. took it over GoldenEye. What'd you, what'd you vote Mars for? Attacks. You voted I for voted Mars, Mars Attacks. Attacks. I voted for GoldenEye. All right. But uh, I'm not too heartbroken that Mars Attacks won. It, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where me and Molly saw Mars Attacks maybe like a year ago or so. Uh-huh. I've not seen Goldeneye forever. Uh-huh. So it was just one of those like, I was curious. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Because I was on that same boat and I was like, I don't ever remember seeing Goldeneye. I know I've seen it, but I love Mars Attacks. So I was going, I was just playing favoritism. So yeah. that's kind of what I did. But. There you go. So Mars Attacks yes. takes it. Yes. GoldenEye is out of there. See ya, Bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. See ya, Bond. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, we have two more films to add to it. We got two more matches. This one and next week okay. before we get into the semifinals and we know what all is out there. All right. Uh, the, one, the two films tonight, one is stars a... Star of a sitcom. Okay. Who, uh, I don't know. Is this before? I don't think it's before. (laughs) Might be in like in the middle of his uh, run in his sitcom. And he did this film. And the other one is a film from the 2000s that 
or, or one of the films that people claim is the reason why we never really got a Black Widow film. <laughs> okay. And uh, the first film of the sitcom star from 1991. Okay. A comedy of majestic proportions. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm not sure if you'll get this one, but we'll see. 1991, a film of majestic um, proportions. Coming to America? It's not coming to America. <sighs> okay. But uh, it's a film that stars John Goodman. Okay. Called King Ralph. Oh, I would have never gotten this. Okay. I thought it was mainstream enough, maybe not. But hey, it's it's a film okay. starring John Goodman called King Ralph. Okay. Where he plays just a, a modern... Everyday man in America who ends up being in succession for a throne as a king. Oh. So it's like, there you go. King Ralph. King Ralph. (laughs) Uh, Next one, 2005. Okay. The perfect world meets the perfect assassin. Is it, uh... Ooh. Is it Salt? It is not salt. No, it's not the Angelina Jolie salt. Okay. It is. I can't remember when that movie came the out. The Charlize Theron film, Eon Flux. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was not a strong week. <laughs> no, not a strong week. So we'll see how it turns out. Double elimination. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so King Ralph and Eon Flux oh. for this week. Okay. So we'll see which one goes or if anyone even cares. <laughs> see how it goes. I think I already know what I'm going to pick. I know what I'm going to pick. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's almost a no-brainer. It probably doesn't even matter which one's going to get picked. It's probably going to get voted out by whatever comes <laughs> yeah, next. Unless some fucking trolls <laughs> hijack. Fucking them. trolls. God damn trolls. You know, King Ralph and Eon Flux, we'll see which one makes it next week in the Tournament of Random Movies 2. I gotta look up what Salt came out now. It's driving me nuts. I don't think it was 2005. I, I think don't it was think later. it was either. 2010. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm five years fuck? off. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was an overreaction. <laughs> so there you go. Terminator movies is still in full effect. And, uh, of course, we have uh, Mars Attacks being added to the illustrious lineup of Tombstone, mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street, Joe vs. Volcano, Enter the Dragon, and Jack. God, Jack. Still hanging in there. <laughs> Didn't drop off. Did yeah. not drop, yeah. <laughs> it has not had the chance for people to vote it out yet. <laughs> right. Not that it might. It could go all the way to the go all the way to the end, babe. It could. We did we did review UHF. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Ah, well that swig wetting my palate. Yes. That leads us into the topic of the hour. Yes. Which I'm very curious on what you think about it. Okay. Uh I'm curious what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably positive. Uh, first debuting 
August 15th, 2016, the pilot of The Tick debuted on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and it came with such high regard that they ordered a full series for it. Yeah. And that followed shortly after... Well, not even really shortly after. It was like 2017 before like yeah. the first half of this first season, which is weird how they released... Yeah. Because I thought I this thought... was a season two, yeah. and it wasn't. Yeah, I know. I got onto it, and then it was like, no, this is still the first season. Right. And then watching all the way through, I can see, yeah, this is a first season. Uh, uh, <laughs> February, <laughs> February 23rd, 2018 is when the first, or the second half, rather, of this first season dropped. Yeah. And uh, it was announced in January of this year as well that a second season has been confirmed and it will go into production okay. uh, soon. Rotten Tomatoes has the Amazon Tick. I'm going to refer to it as the Amazon Tick. Yeah. Because I will be bringing up other versions of the Tick on television yeah. throughout this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. The Amazon Tick at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Pretty high. Uh, it is. IMDb has that at a 7.4 out of 10. Yeah. And TV.com... Yeah. Has it at an 8.7 out of 10. Ooh. So generally high marks Pretty high. for the Amazon tick. Um, now, there has been two other adaptations of the comic book character, the tick, to television. Yeah. Not necessarily all live action. Mm-hmm. There was a, another live action version came out in 2001 starring Patrick Warburton as mm-hmm. the tick, who was also a producer on this Amazon tick. Really? Yeah. Um, I am like Rotten Tomatoes doesn't have any scores for previous versions of the tick on television, mm-hmm. but IMDb does and TV.com does. That's why I have those two oh, gotcha. continuing through. Gotcha. IMDb has the Patrick Warburton tick at 7.9 out of 10. Yeah. A uh, few points higher than the Amazon Whoa, okay. and TV.com has an 8.3 out of 10. Mm-hmm. A few points lower than Ooh. Amazon. So about evens out there. And then there was an animated Tick cartoon that came out in 1994 and ran to 1997. Yeah. Uh, IMDb has it at a 7.9 out of 10, the same as the Patrick Warburton version. Yeah. And an 8.7 out of 10 uh, for TV.com, which is also the same as uh, the Amazon Tick. So if you follow all those Whoa. stats and you're still with me so far. Opinions are fun. <laughs> uh, the animated version has the highest marks of all of them so far. Yeah. Even though it has no Rotten Tomato score, but it doesn't matter because that's just an aggregate and you just need to move on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> get a life. <laughs> Background on the tick, JT, before we get into full things about the Amazon. Okay. The Tick was created by Ben Edlund, yeah. who was uh, an executive producer on all of these series. Gotcha. In 1986, the year of our Lord, 1986, the best year there is. Hallelujah. Uh, for a mascot for New England comics that was only in Massachusetts, and he made it for their newsletter. Yeah. Uh, it caught. He just made a three-page comic of it after his short little debut in their newsletter, and it caught on well enough that in 1988, it got its own series. Issue 4 debuted Arthur. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, from there, shortly, it gained enough cult classic to have its own an- Amazon, or not Amazon, animated series in 1994. Yeah. Not that many years later. Yeah. Six years later. Uh, it ranks, The Tick ranks number 57 in IGN's top 100 superheroes of all time. Whoa. Um, it also enters at uh, Empire Magazine's 28th superhero of all time. Oh, look out. But the only one that I'd really like to count is Wizard Magazine's, now defunct Wizard Magazine. Whoa, look out. Only talked about comics. Yeah. It ranks the tick at 187th (laughs) of all-time comic book characters. Okay. I would like to think it ranks a little higher than that. Yeah. But Wizard is uh, only dealing comic books. Fair enough. So uh, we'll see. There's a lot of comic book characters out there, so 187th. Probably out of 500 that they probably yeah. did. Yeah. Not so shabby. Mm-hmm. Top Fair 50%. Enough. There you have it. That's passing. There I you guess go. if you're on some fucked up scale. Yeah. So, JT, with all that bullshit out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think and what happened? What, synopsis? Yeah, a little synopsis of season one of The Amazon's Tick. Well, it starts out with. We come across a young, slightly nerdy man named Arthur, mm-hmm. who apparently has a small infatuation with uh, a supervillain who has died years ago called the Terror. Uh-huh. For, well, first of all, we're we're in a we're in a, another like other world where superheroes are pretty well known. Right. And They're pretty run of the mill like yeah. every day. It's like a borderline like watchman type scenario where it's like it's like early twentieth century this superhero came down from like space named Superion. Uh-huh. And now ever since then, like superheroes are just kind of well known. Right. And uh now we're in present day where uh Arthur is kind of obsessed with catching a villain called the Terror who has been thought of long dead like he was just he just died a long time ago but he thinks he's still alive and it's got to the point now where he's spying on a gang called the pyramid gang Mm -hmm. that he feels knows where he's at and in the process comes across a mysterious figure called the tick Mm -hmm. who he himself has no idea where he came from Mm -hmm. he is just following arthur and saying weird shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh they are working together to find out the whereabouts of this said terror and in the process come across some other crazy characters. Thus, the tick. Thus, the tick. I'm writing down some notes so I don't forget them. Gotcha. Um, I've already forgotten one of them. It'll come back to me later. Gotcha. Um, but uh, before I give my opinion on the show, Troy, what do you think of it altogether? I know you you gave your ideas of the first part of it right when like a long time ago. Yeah, but something I've just been watching. Now that the season one is a whole, mm-hmm. what do you think of the whole? <laughs> this Amazon series. Um, I think I also brought this up too when I talked about the first half of the first season. Yeah. Uh. It's like a more of a departure. Like, I'll just lay it out. I've never read the comic version of The Tick. Yeah. 
I kind of want to get my hands on it because I want to see what it really is most similar to. Yeah. Because I've heard that it's most similar to this version, the Amazon mm. version. But I don't, like, I don't know where I read that, but I don't want to believe it yeah. for whatever reason. Because it doesn't seem satirical enough, I suppose, that yeah. what the, uh, like, I believe the tick is yeah because in this amazon version it's more a well it is adult yeah and is more i don't know gritty kind of not really but it's just um it's not as like a satire like a satire on superheroes as much as like other versions of the tick in media yeah and Sometimes, like, the tone clashes a bit. Like, the tick is pretty goofy. Yeah. And throughout all versions of it, he's pretty constant. Yeah. Like, whether you watch the animated version, Patrick Warburton's, or this, like, he's like uh, pretty much the same throughout. Like, mm-hmm. he's a goofy, doesn't know where he came from, has, like, an, he's kind of ambiguous in what his powers are. Sometimes he can, like, be punched across the room. Other times he's the strongest person in the in the world or yeah. whatever his powers are always described as he's got nigh invulnerability which means he's just got whatever the plot needs him to have yeah <laughs> which is fine because if you're making a satire yeah. of superhero things oh yeah why not just yeah have him be like this weird whatever yeah and uh arthur has kind of played the same throughout except in this like the Amazon series is playing it like almost a more serious real life approach. Yeah. Which I don't know if I liked as much. Like I, I know when I was talking about it before I said, I fell into the tone of the show. Yeah. But then when I was watching the second half of it, like it's, I've been kind of removed from it since because like it took forever for the second half to come out. I was like, I don't know if I like the tone of the show as much as I remember. <laughs> but there are some episodes in this that I really like. And there's parts of the series that I really enjoy. Yeah. But it's the more campier parts of it. Yeah. And even though I there is like a, like a, a main character in this that's pretty serious and could work in juxtaposition with like the goofiness that's going on. Yeah. The world doesn't allow it to really happen. Yeah. And now to bring that into like more spoilers, I don't think there's like a, like, because it's a full series and I don't really know how popular this is. Yeah. I don't know if we need to like withhold a ton of spoilers, but Mm. like we can go on to your, like what your general thoughts were. Okay. And then we'll just go into like an open discussion on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, pretty much in the same boat as you because i i went into this being like ah man i might not like this as much as troy does but like listening to you now i'm like you're pretty much on the same boat as i am where like i went into it like i wanted to fall into a certain tone but the minute i fell into one then they changed yeah and it's like what so what do you want me to f- like i don't <laughs> know what you're trying to tell me <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh-huh. like, especially like even when they try and get serious, then you have the tick in the background doing his one liners where like that he's taking me out of it. And then, uh, 
and then they then they go into like something goofy. Like I I wanted like this show like I wanted to like it all the way through because it was different. Like I yeah. like like the different tone that it would take. Like especially like uh, just even like the names they would give superheroes. Right. Like Catman Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. just like they, yeah. I like there was some times where they would just throw they throw on like random uh news station segments and I'm like, I wanna see that. Like, show me that story. Right. Like that story is interesting. And then they go back to what we were doing now and I'm like, Oh well, okay. I mean I wanna know more about that shit. <laughs> like right. I wanna learn more about Catman Dude and I wanna learn <laughs> more about fucking uh like the the flag five and what they were all about, right? Cause, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just like they kind of like I feel like the show is like kind of guilty of keeping you on the outskirts of things, where they want you to be invested in things where you don't really understand it, and then when they do show you things, like that's interesting, and they're like, "Well, we'll we'll come back to that later. Let's see what the Tick and Arthur are doing." I'm like, uh. ah, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, I think. I respect what it was trying to do because it was it was different and like in juxtaposition to what we watched last week in Jessica Jones, I appreciated it, like how it was it was it was willing to go to those campy yeah those campy areas where Jessica Jones would take itself super serious sometimes where it's like you do realize you're dealing with fucking you're we're talking about a motherfucking person person called the Wizard <laughs> yeah. and you're dealing with this like it's motherfucking nine yeah. eleven like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you want me yeah. to think right now. Yeah. And now we're like in the tick where it's like, okay, yeah, there's some situations where it is cheesy and it is campy, but then they'll like throw in a scene where a dude gets his throat slit and blood is everywhere and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. Like what? Where did this happen? Right. Or like it'll do, it'll be like the campy kind of like fun, goofy shit. And then like people start dropping F-bombs and it's like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> And then even the character you were talking about that's serious, like, he even comes, he, like, lives with a character that's really campy. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, man, like, you're kind of taken away. Like, I like, yeah, like I said, I like the, I like the juxt- juxtaposition of, like, the serious character with Arthur and the Tick, where it's, like, they kind of all play off each other, where he's, like, the straight man to their, uh-huh. like, craziness. Right. But then, like, they put him in scenes where, like, he's very well connected to another campy character where you're, like... Now you're just kind of taken away from like your seriousness and like your dark brooding uh-huh. state of like personality. Where I'm like, you're not as dark as I thought you were now. <laughs> yeah, and I think I might f- think about it a little different than you, but it really doesn't matter because whatever way you look at it, if you went, if you wanted to be at like a more grounded approach or if you wanted to be more campy, it's still whatever road you took. Yeah, the opposite is working against you. Yeah. So it it's a it's a weird like the the tone is the weirdest thing in this whole show. Yeah. On what it really wants to do. It kinda reminded me of like the first season of Gotham when we watched that a little bit. I can see that. Like yeah. Not that it's the same at all, mm-hmm. but tonally, like Gotham in its first season, which I never watched any seasons after it. Yeah. Because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it had like a really serious episode or it had a really goofy episode. Yeah. And at any time they tried to mix them, it just wasn't working. And like, not yeah. that I'm saying like tick didn't work, but there were some instances where I'm like, I don't know what I want in this. Yeah. I, and I'm leaning more towards, I wanted more camp. 
But, like, let's just get into the open discussion now. Okay. So, would you... Well, but first, would you, like... Would you recommend, like, somebody to go out and watch us on Prime? Like, I don't... No. Like, it's it's an easy, easier watch than uh, Jessica Jones because it's, like, a half-hour-long episode. It's only like 20 minute long episodes. Yeah. So, I... And I think I it's think... only, like... 11 episodes maybe it's 12 yeah 12 and like man i can't even say like i can't even say like if you don't like it after the first three episodes don't even bother because i feel like it doesn't really pick up until like the second half even i would like because there's a lot of time there's a lot of time in the beginning where it's just the tick arguing with arthur like let's do something no i want to i want to go to work and i want to do this and it's like you don't really get a full idea of what the show's going to be like until maybe, like, maybe four or five, episode yeah, four or five. because I, I was going to say, like, I didn't get into it really until episode five, and then yeah. episode six was the last of the chunk that was already out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's it? Because yeah. Now I'm kind of leaning into it. And then yeah. there was, like, this big break, and then I had to try to get back into it again, yeah. you know? Um. Okay, so... I my thoughts on it are if you are a Prime member, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. If you're into superheroes, go ahead and watch it. You can watch the whole thing in an afternoon, really. Pretty much, yeah. But I, if you're not a Prime member, I don't think this would be a thing to just go out and get Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'll I'll be there with you. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna start with things I liked. Good. Let's do it. Um. So I, I liked the weird, funny, goofy aspects of this show. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that for like three quarters of this whole first season, there's something just called the VLM, <laughs> yeah. which is just the very large man. Yeah, and he just is roaming around. Yeah, like the countryside. The, the, the blankest look on his face. Yeah, and like there's no real like plot on him up until like the second chunk of the first yeah. season. And it's just, like, some news coverage on him that's just, like, going yeah. on randomly, like, the very large man spotted outside of the city today, <laughs> yeah. and it's just, like, a big naked man just walking yeah. around dumbfounded. Yeah. And, like, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And I was like, this is, like, it's one of those, like, cutaway news things that means nothing, mm-hmm. like a non sequitur that you'd see, like, on Family Guy or something like that. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. Like uh, the thing that I liked the most about like the cart, like the cartoon, the Tick, is uh-huh. that it, like, the thing that charmed me the most about it was that it was superheroes like kind of on their off time. Yeah. Like kind of just like shooting the shit with each other, and then in their and then like they would have like a a fight with like a supervillain uh-huh. in there in some way. Right. But it was mo- mostly just the. Uh, the interaction between all the superheroes where they're just kind of like talking shop in a diner uh-huh. and kind of like doing it that way. And that's what I was hoping this would be. And it's not that at all. No. In fact, like in preparation for this episode, like I watched all of the, the, the Amazon tick. Yeah. And then I watched a few, two episodes of the Warburton tick. Yeah. And then two animated episodes. Yeah. Just to get a feel for all of them. Yeah. Is the Warburton tick kind of like the animated? More so. More so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the Warburton... Have you ever seen any of that? No. I have all of it on DVD. Yeah, it's all on or Amazon. it's all on Prime, yeah. too. But, like, the like the what difference... 
the what differentiates like the Warburton one from the other live action, the Amazon one, is that the Warburton one, like him, the Tick, Arthur, uh, and then Batman, Well, yeah, and American Maid. I don't know if it. I thought I, I saw American Maid in there. It's I think her name is Captain Liberty, but it's like uh, American Maid. Like yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> I just remember American Maid from the animated, and I thought yeah. that was an amazing fucking yeah. name. But uh, they are, <laughs> they're they're like C D list superheroes, right? Yeah. And like they live in this world where there's other superheroes, and it's like commonplace to see them around. Where there's super villains here, yeah. And it like lives in this cartoony kind of world where it works, yeah. You know, and they're like goofy, joking around with each other, like because uh, the terror is like the like a villain in season one. I picked out episodes with the terror okay. in every like uh, series, yeah. And my favorite terror, I think, is the one from the Warburton series. <laughs> yeah. Because he, like, it's the same kind of shtick through all of it where, like, he was a super, like, evil villain in, like, yeah. the early, early golden age or whatever. Yep. And he's just aged with the times and now he's this geezer, right? Yeah. But in this Patrick Warburton, he's old as fuck. <laughs> and, like, the tick, like, it's the, well, the second episode, I think. Like, and he gets to the city, he doesn't know where he's from or whatever, he's just, like, he gets uh, tasked to go patrol the city and fight crime. Yeah. And so he comes across Arthur in the first episode, and then in the second episode, Captain Liberty and uh, Batman Well, and he's like, I need a super villain to fight. <laughs> and so they're like, we got one for you, it's the terror, and Batman Well's like, Oh, no, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. He's a very bad man. He's a ter terrible, terrible man or whatever. And so he goes and gets the phone number of the terror and just calls him. <laughs> He's like, and then just talk shit to him over the phone. He's like, listen, buddy, I've got your number. And I'm going to make you feel like you've never felt before, terror. I'm coming for you. And he's like, huh? Who is this? <laughs> and so the... Like, Arthur gets all scared that he called the terror and hangs up the phone, but the terror had caller ID, so he calls him back, and he's like, You got another thing coming, buddy! I'm coming for you, Tick, and your little sidekick, Arthur, too! And then he shows up at his apartment, and he, like, comes in full mask and everything, and, like... He comes up and he's like this little shriveled old man and like he throws like a gas grenade in the thing. He's like, I've got you with my nerve gas. And T and Tix and Arthur is standing there like, uh, no, you didn't. He's like, ah, shoot through the wrong grenade. And then like takes off his mask and like he's all disheveled and hairy and Tick, whoa, you got old. <laughs> and the terror is just like, what? It <laughs> <laughs> just has a heart attack because he's so old, and then they take him to the hospital. So that's the main villain of the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And so the Amazon version goes completely different where they have Jackie Earl Haley yeah. playing another creepy, like, maniacal villain. Yeah. For being old as hell, he's pretty capable and able to do everything. Yeah. And, like, I just wasn't, like... Maybe I'm just used to having him be a comical villain. Yeah. Where they play up like, yeah, he was a big badass in like the 30s and 40s, yeah. but now he's like this geriatric old 
geezer. Yeah. Where it doesn't really didn't play out as yeah, well. Yeah, they didn't play this. up like the old man stuff all too much. Like a lot of the stuff they did with him, he was like like commenting on like music a lot. Which yeah, I was like a whole whiplash thing. Yeah, going I was on. like, is this is this is this a thing from the comic or the show? Like, why is he so into music all the fucking time? No idea. <laughs> Did you see the uh, like direct product placement in episode? Seven? Oh my god, he fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ! He was like all about Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I was like, oh, shit, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if this is an Amazon show. He's right. fucking making Alexa do all this fucking shit. Right. And I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, it, he had, like, a whole drum, like, yeah, like, like it, fetish. I would have loved if it, loved it if they would have built, like, played up, like, the whole old man thing with it being, like, him doing more, like, old man geriatric shit. But it was, like, the one thing they could think of was, like, I don't know, old people like jazz. Seven like be obsessed with jazz thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, La La Land came out. People are into jazz now. (laughs) Fuck you. Oh shit. But yeah, I was just I just couldn't get into the into the terror all that much. And then like they gave him like this fucking wispy old old man voice. Yeah. But then (laughs) yeah, but then he had the voice when when they do that flashback with him and Arthur. Like he still has that voice. So it's like. So how old has he been? Right. Like, he was old back then. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I... I don't know. I, uh... Anyway, more things I liked before we yeah. get into, like, just ratting on it, I suppose. I did like, um... I don't remember his name. I know it was, like, original name. Like, Straight Shooter. Oh, but Overkill. Overkill. Yeah. Um, I liked... I would have liked him more if the whole world is like the goofy, almost like the Patrick Warburton version. And he was like this weird, super like tough vigilante. Like I thought that was what they they were going to do with it, where like the tick is kind of like this manifestation of Arthur. They kind of like play it up kind of like that in this. Like they kind of hint at it where like the tick is like, the childhood ambition of oh, what a superhero is to early Arthur. on, yeah, they do. Yeah, because yeah. like when he first sees the incident that fucks him up, right? Like he hears the Tick's voice in like his nightlight, mm-hmm. and then it, and then the Tick just shows up one day, right? And then so like the Tick is kind of like his idea of like the existential superhero, where it's like he's kind of dense, but he's super strong, and he always obeys the law and shit. And then you have Overkill, who is a product of that incident that they bring up. Uh-huh. And, like, it's kind of like the, the angel and devil on your shoulder where it's like he's legit being, like, tugged at between two things. But then they only do that with, like, an episode because mm-hmm. then, like, they kind of, like, split up. And then, like, Overkill's kind of more or less just hanging out with Dot. Right. And then it's Arthur and the Tick on another side of the town where yeah. it's like... That was, like, a cool dynamic you could have played with for the longest time, and then they just kind of was like, yeah, we're done. Let's do something else. Right. And with, like, the more serious characters in this, like, the Terror and uh, Overkill and just, like, the general, like, feel of the show, like... Yeah. Overkill, like, I don't think was used properly in this. No. But he did, like... They do, like, a lot of odd couple things in this. Because, like, I did enjoy the character, like, Lint... Yeah, Miss Lint was kind of fun. Like, she was, like, kind of a badass character, but her powers, 
at least in the first chunk. They didn't do it in the second chunk. Yeah. Like, she's got, like, electrical powers, but it also made her, like, staticky. And yeah, so, like, I like, I love, would, yeah. like, fly in her eye and face all the time, and she'd be, like, constantly, like, brushing it away and, like, lint rolling yeah. herself. And then I love, like, the scene where, like, she's brushing her hair and it's, like, all, like, staticky and, like, up and <laughs> shit, which, like... When you first see her, like, she has her hair in, like, three different ponytails, and you keep wondering why. Yeah. And then when they have her, her hair is like, completely out, like, it's all, like, looks like she's got, like, a fucking, like, her hand on a fucking Tesla coil or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, shit, yeah, that, that, that's fucking, that's kind of, kind of smart, actually. Right, yeah, I, and I really liked her, but then, like, sometimes she, like, she plays it serious, which is fine, because she's not, like, She's still kind of like a comic relief between, like, the more serious characters. Mm -hmm. But then they get with, like, she gets with uh, Overkill, and then it's just, like, two serious, like, weird superhero-y type characters. Like, they kind of play up where, like, they had a thing where, like, she used him. They kind of play up where it's, like, she used him to get to the Flag Five. Yeah. And that's what got them killed. But, uh, and, and I was, anyway, but, as I was saying, like, the uh, odd couples, like, they already have, like, Tick and Arthur, because they're, yeah. they're kind of, like, opposites of each other, but they yeah. play off well with each other. I'm yeah. throwing things all Ooh, over the place. Throwing your pen on the fucking floor. But they also have Overkill and his boat. Yeah. But I really liked the boat. <laughs> I loved how the boat fell in love with Arthur. Yeah, I love that <laughs> Overkill has a gay boat. Yeah. It's so, like, that reveal is so, like, slow. And then eventually it's just like, I think I have, no, I have feelings. And I think I have feelings toward another man. I consider myself a man. I think I'm gay or whatever. It's like, what is happening here? But I really enjoy it. Yeah. More power to you, danger boat. (laughs) And the boat was voiced by Alan Tudyk. Oh, nice. <laughs> but no, I, uh, like, uh, at first, like, I thought, like, Overkill and Danger Boat was like, how, what the fuck is this shit? Like, because they, they first present uh, Overkill as, like, this crazy mercenary that just comes in and just kills the fuck out of people. Yeah, like, like a Punisher. Yeah, like, he first come when you first see him, when he comes in, he just... Zip lines down and just like murders a whole bunch of dudes, and you're <laughs> right. like in a right. huge bloody way. Right. We're like fuck. And then he goes to his lair, which is his boat, and like the fucking like boat is like playing like EDM music, <laughs> and fucking like is like goofy as fuck, and you're like, so what? You're this like very violent mercenary, and you are friends with. Uh, fucking EDM obsessed boat that is like always asking like, oh, how was your day? Mm-hmm. What what do you like? I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then when they uh reveal that he was straight shooter, then I liked it again because it's like, oh, of course, like a a crazy ass fucking group like the fl- like the Flag Five uh-huh. would have this kind of boat with that's kind of cheesy, and then like he that's like the last remaining remnants of the flag five with him riding this boat and he's like this brooding vengeance fueled uh vigilante but he has to resort to living in this like uh artifact from back when like they were happy-go-lucky flag five Mm. so it's like it's like him trying to be brooding in the and the boat's like oh 
Who's this, Arthur? Ooh, I want to see what he's doing. Later. It's like, Shut up, boat! See, I never even put that like together. I even if it was said in there, like I I must have missed it. But like I always took it as like uh, Overkill and uh, Danger Boat is kind of like Night Rider, and so yeah, like kind of. <laughs> but I always think like because it's a boat. I always think of that one Simpsons episode where they do a spoof on Night Rider, where it's like Night Boat or whatever. Yeah, and they're like. Oh no, they're getting away on land. Oh, but I can get there. Look, a canal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's always a canal or a fjord that he can get yeah. away in or whatever, and that's what I kept thinking about yeah. every time. But like the things that I that, like the most in this series was like the small things they would point out about like why superheroes are dumb or supervillains are dumb. Mm-hmm. Like the whole uh when they had the pyramid gang and like Ramsey's is always like, when like Ramsey's always like, you gotta get the tattoo under the eye because it's marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, it's just like I, I like I like the idea of like when the terror died, like even like like crime and crime fighting in general just kind of was like playtime for a bunch of people that wanted to be those right. great heroes or uh-huh. superheroes. Like, uh, yeah, like the like the pyramid gang was like. Was just a bunch of fucking nitwits. Yeah, but they were like, "Yeah, I fuck, I love Egyptian shit." So let's get a bunch of fucking <laughs> yeah. Ramsey eye tattoos, right? And fucking let's go out there and act like we're doing crimes, even though it's like not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. And like same thing as like fucking like the weird, like superheroes would come out like Catman dude and all these like <laughs> where it's like everything is like not taken seriously. So then when something comes in that does take it seriously. People are taken back, like fucking Overkill coming in and just ripping dudes apart when they're like, "Oh fuck, I didn't expect this," and they fucking run off and shit. Right. Like I like, I like, I like that like uh, idea of like those two things clashing, but then even those things would have like goofy stuff, or then you can't you can't take that seriously. Mm-hmm. I know. I that, that I mean that's probably gonna be the main thing we keep coming back to, like yeah. you know, the entire review, uh, and. It's it it's a shame because a lot of things done in are that are done in this I I think are done fairly well. Yeah. Like I like that uh the episodes are concise and to the point. Mm-hmm. Um I don't mind uh, the costuming so much. I thought it was pretty good for like all the different characters. Yeah. I like that they changed the tick's costume from the pilot. That yeah. pilot costume for the tick is fucking. The I don't worst remember. I don't even remember the. Seen. I don't remember the pilot costume so much. Um, I thought the Arth- or like the Arthur suit was fine. Like I found it weird that it was like a whole plot device for the yeah. whole s- the whole first season. Yeah, because like it's never been before. But I don't see like why they couldn't change it. I guess it makes it makes it. I guess more fallible. Like. For him to, like, jump into super heroics because he kind of, like, stumbled into, like, a suit rather than, like, I'm an accountant and I just kind of want to do it. Yeah. I mean, it works in, like, a campy world of, like, the animated series or, like, the Warburton ones where it's, like, yeah, I'm just going to do it because, like, superheroes are, like, everyday things. Like, you yeah. can just go out and be one if you want. I've also, I, I fucking just love the whole thing where it's, like, he is wearing a suit that's legit looks like a moth so he should right. be mothman right but people still call him arthur right <laughs> I just love, like, 
<laughs> and like especially like at that one that one uh episode where like he there's like a constitutional amendment or something where like if you say something then they can't unmask you it's like some kind of like uh oh yeah like so then like they're the like amendment. so what's your yeah. superhero name and he's like my name's arthur so they're like <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> he's like wearing this fucking moth costume with his fucking goggles on. He's like the superhero named Arthur. <laughs> and it's, I don't think they ever did it in this either, but in all other versions of him, like because he doesn't always have his wings out, they call him a bunny because he's got like the two like wavy, like they usually are like white, like yeah. uh, antennas coming out. And he's like the tick and his bunny sidekick. <laughs> he's like, I'm a moth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they call him Mothman like once in this whole series, but every other time they're just like, it's the Tick and Arthur. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, I thought the 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 main like plot of the terror was kind of weird. Like, yeah. Like I guess I didn't even really catch it until like almost the end of the series. Yeah. On, like how the VLM, the very large man, was like a bomb. Yeah. It was a bomb to kill Superion. Like I, I I'm like eh. I must have missed that up until like episode ten. No, like, yeah, I like I watched and it was like yeah, they don't explain the entire plan of the terror until like maybe yeah, like episode ten or whatever. Where like that weird ass scientist where like they do a bunch of weird body <laughs> shit with him. <laughs> I like I was kind of getting a kick out of that though. Like he just keeps making himself smaller and smaller till they like carry him in a fucking baby carrier at the end. Where like, he tries to like fix himself, but he makes his head large and his body smaller. So he's got like, this a... adult-sized head and this baby-sized body. I thought that was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, then, then he gets put in like some weird uh, robot or something at the end. Uh huh. But yeah, like he explains. They do like a episode where it's like a big fucking info dump where like this oh yeah professor just goes through pretty much the entire plot of what you're supposed to know up to this point and you're just like shit you could have just like laid this out for me as it went on but now you're just like fuck we're at episode ten and no one knows what's going on here's the professor to tell you everything you're supposed to know right, now right yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like something where it's like yeah so like this what is it called like big behemoth or something. I, it's like yeah. some kind of fucking weird alien thing where like he was using it to uh, make more food for his country, and in the process, he found out that it hurts Superion, and then the terror found out about it. So he gathered a whole bunch. It gathered like the world supply of it, but then the tick blew up the warehouse that it was stored in. So then he gathered up the small particles he could of it and put it in the bloodstream of this one dude and then made him big who was the very large man and then they were going to blow him up to kill Superion. Oh, alright, well. Cool. Yeah, it's a very convoluted plot. <laughs> like, it got to the point where I'm like, even they, kind of, like, I, like, I, I would have hated it if they didn't bring it up even when he was explaining it where it's like, that's a pretty convoluted plot. Yeah. <laughs> I... And I don't, like, I'm not going to say, like, that this kind of stuff doesn't lend itself to, like, a long-form storytelling. Because, like, the only reason I would I, I would go against it is because, like, any other version of it has always been kind of, like, not a Freak of the Week episode, but, like, 
a small little adventure every single episode and it yeah. deals with something different. But like this this kind of these kind of heroes the way they're presented in other mediums or not necessarily other mediums but other series like they are the C and D list villains, so like yeah. they don't get to go on these big adventures. They are sitting in diners. They're like yeah. chumming out with themselves and yeah. like wishing they were doing these things. And that's like the comedy in it. That's like the satire yeah. of it. Yeah. And like because they're on these big sprawling adventures, like it it that take like twelve episodes to tell. Like yeah. I I don't know if like it needs it. Yeah. Because one episode of the cartoon would do what this did in 12 episodes. Oh, yeah. I think, like, especially, like, a, a character like the Tick lends itself more to animation than it does this. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the only reason they did this is because, like, live action, can they can only do so much with costumes. Yeah. Like, you can't develop a, another arch-villain costume every episode. Like, they're, they're going to try and milk what they can out of the villain that they have. Right. So, yeah, it's just a matter of, like, I think if you're going to do this, just fucking animate it. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can't really do much with what you have. Right. Yeah, the the Warburton version didn't have, like, out of the main four characters, not that I can remember, had many other, well, now that I'm thinking about it, there are some episodes where, like, I think the tick goes to a funeral, and there's, like, a bunch of superheroes there. Yeah. But granted, they're, like, just kind of, like, the cheaper versions of other heroes. Like, yeah. get, like, a cheap Batman or Superman costume yeah. or whatever. Yep. Throw them in the crowd or whatever. Yeah. So there's kind of that. But I uh, the cartoon version... Yeah, like, the the names of every episode was versus right. somebody. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the the episode I sent you today, like, the episode that I watched had the terror in it. But, like, um, oh, was it? Oh, it might have been another episode or, like, one that played right after. But there's one that, like, the tick, like, an odd episode that, like, he wakes up and he's just grown a mustache. And yeah. the mustache is out to kill him. <laughs> That's the plot of an episode. And, like, he goes to a party and asks, like, a spoof of Shaft. Taft? Called Taft about his mustache. <laughs> Everything he says, the theme song repeats. <laughs> yeah. I live next. To, I'm neighbors to Neil. Awesome neighbors. Sometimes I feed his cat. Feed the kitties. Like, it's like the cartoon. Like, I'm surprised it was made for children because, like, it definitely caters more to, like, adults. Yeah. And their sense of, like, pop culture and things they can just sprinkle in. Yeah. Because, like, the two episodes I saw has all that shit. Yeah. And, like, that's what I want the tick to be. Yeah. Like, granted, like, the, um, Ben Edlund, like, made and wrote a lot of the episodes for every single one of these series. Yeah. So maybe he's just trying to do something different with his creation. Yeah, he just, just want to do the exact same thing over and over again. Which I can appreciate. Yeah. But, like... I don't know if this one works as well. Like, I think he really struck yeah. gold with the animated series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say that for sure. I Like, you just sent me that one. I was like, I don't want to go back and watch a fuck ton of the animated. Because <laughs> yeah. the animated is so... Like, it just knows what it is. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, I think the, the one thing that the, this Amazon series lacked was, like, network restrictions. Because it feels like, yeah. like a lot of it was, like... 
we can say fuck and we can do violent shit, so let's do it. Right. And then, but then when they do it, it takes away from what it what it feels like it really is, like a, a nice campy, like doesn't take itself too seriously type show. But then when you do shit where it's like, oh my god, a, a fucking plane crashed and killed somebody, and now people are like breaking out of this ship with their eyes bleeding and being shot in the head. Yeah. We were like, I thought this was fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nobody <laughs> stopped them and asked why. Yeah, are they doing it? At least it didn't feel like it anyway. Yeah, like, man, like, there. I was like looking for reasons why they were doing some of the violent shit they were doing, and then when I would latch on to a reason why, then they would like totally contradict it with something else. Where I'm like, I, I'm just gonna watch a show and just throw my arms up in the air and be like, all right. Just do whatever, then. I don't fucking know. Yeah, take me for a ride, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I I mean, I don't got much to say. Like, I've pretty much ex- like expanded on this and all the other series. But uh, out of, like, I, if you don't know already, like, I, I prefer the animated series over everything. I'd say so. And then I like the Warburton series um, next. And then I think this is my least favorite of all the adaptations yeah. of the tick character. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, me and, uh, Duke sodium or Duke insert element here. Yeah. Really have a fondness for the Patrick Warburton tick. Like <laughs> yeah. that's one of the first things when I, we found each other, we bonded with like, yeah. was like one of the first things he asked me is like, have you ever seen the tick? And I'm like, have I seen the tick? I own the tick. And then we became, like, friends. So, like, I have, like, a fondness for that because it spawned a friendship, which yeah. I had, like, for, like, some <laughs> college years. And, like, I I just think it's a, a great show, which only ended up airing nine episodes on Fox, even though it had two seasons worth of material. Oh, shit. So, like... Are, I, all, are all two seasons available to watch? Yeah, I have them. Oh, here. shit. Um, they released them on DVD like years later and I grabbed both of them. Shit. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd put out that much shit. Yeah. I don't, I'm surprised they did unless they filmed like the whole first season and then went to go filming a second one and then Fox just never aired it. Fox is weird like that. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I wonder if they did, had, they get the same thing happened to them. Like they did with uh serenity like Serenity got super fucked by Fox. Yeah, the entire series is right here. Oh, maybe it's not two seasons, but it's a two discs. Oh. <laughs> two disc set. But um Yeah, it was good. They never aired all the episodes, but they're all on Amazon Prime if you wanted them. Yeah. No, I I, and, I might check it out. I oh. definitely want to check out the animated again because I remember the animated being super fun. All I found a YouTube channel today that has all of the episodes, oh, all thirty six episodes on YouTube. I'm gonna have to fucking uh, subscribe to that then because I want to watch <laughs> the shit out of those. Yeah, I was gonna go back because like there's a like the dinosaur the word dinosaur Neil gets his name yep. is from the tip. Yeah, dinosaur Neil is from the tip. <laughs> So it's so like it's it's good. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Yeah. So what what would you rate the Amazon's? Uh, well, uh, small things that I wanted to point oh, out. Okay. Uh, what did you think of uh, Peter Ser- Serafinowicz as the tick? 
I thought he did a, a pretty good job. He had a good voice for it. Yeah, like he he harkens back to like the Warburton version quite a bit. They're very similar. Yeah. So like I guess it just depends on like whose voice you like better because I don't. Yeah. There's not really a huge difference because he's he's like what he's British, right? Yeah. But he has like a really good tick voice. Uh huh. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, "Is this like a narrator?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh no, but it's." it's fucking peterson oh, shit yeah all right and in every version of the tick too he always does like a like an opening narration where he's like talking to destiny yeah like like if destiny is like a real person he's like talking to it or mm-hmm. her or whatever you want mm-hmm. to be like and so he's got these great big sprawling monologues yeah of like going to the wild blue yonder and taking life by its haunches and yeah. whatever and like doing all that kind of stuff I which i really like like i don't know the tick is the tick is weird for me because there'll be times where like he's like like a kid that talks non-stop where like sometimes he says something cute sometimes something something funny but if it goes on too long without him saying anything something cute or funny it's just like okay we get it just, yeah, because <laughs> he it, like the tick just nonstop talks the whole time. Uh-huh. Like he has to like chime in on every single thing that's said. But <laughs> there's sometimes where it cracks me up. Like there was like one that like uh I watched like the last two episodes today, and there was like one time where the uh the uh scientist talks about like yeah I I in, I invented uh this uh element to uh cure world hunger, and then out of nowhere the tick just says thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like he just chimes in and just thanks him out of nowhere like where you expect it to just be like this long monologue he just interrupts him by like oh thanks <laughs> it's just like random shit like that like like it'll just be like small things like that like you'll like throw small compliments at people while they're doing long monologues where it just cracks you up yeah and I've that, that's like my favorite parts of the tick usually uh-huh. is where it's just Random comments he throws out of nowhere where he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would say one of my favorite characters in it that doesn't get enough uh, praise is fucking Arthur's stepdad, Walter. <laughs> I fucking love Walter in this so much because he reminds me of my mom when she would leave <laughs> yeah, like voicemails for me. Like yeah. it's all it's all shit you don't give a fuck about and he yeah. goes on and on and on even uh, when you are in a hurry and you want to know about something else uh-huh. like that scene where he goes to his answering machine and he's just fast forwarding and he's just like yeah so this woman the other day just came up to me and was talking to me about this one thing and he's just like I just want to know what this is and he's just like fast forwarding through it the whole time. like oh my god I loved it like even when like he's in a, like a situation that's like dire, he's always like, "Oh boy, this is pretty exciting, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like the scene at like close to the end where he calls him, and like they're at that like <laughs> thing for like the flag five, and he's like, "Walter, where's my mom?" Well, for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Your mother wanted a nice tall glass of orange juice, but we didn't have it. So we, and it's just, he's like, Walter, please, where's my mom? Please, I'm God. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Arthur. 
So, and yeah. then he was like, like when they go to that fucking uh, thing from like midnight, and they're like, "Did you get tickets? Did you get tickets?" Walter's like, "So funny story." He just goes on and on about the story of trying to get tickets to do this thing. It's just tells he got the fucking tickets, Walter. He's so good. Uh, and the fact that he's the Dharma Initiative guy right. from Lost <laughs> right. is even better. Yeah. And then I, I was like, the whole time they were at Walter's birthday party, and the tick is so excited for every present he gets. <laughs> like, I was, everything with Walter, I was loving in this in this show. <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah, Walter was pretty great. Yeah, I liked him. But uh. For an overall rating, I would say because of, like, the weird tonal shifts and me not being able to really, like, not know, like, what to invest in in terms of are you serious, are you campy, are you, like, satirical, are you action, like, it was it was so all over the place and it never really stuck landings to where, like, everything kind of flowed into each other. Um... I would say I respect like, the risk that it took on certain things, uh-huh. so I will probably give it probably like a B minus. Okay. Um, I think you rated it a little bit higher than I was going to give it because oh, I shit. was. And it's I, your pick. I know. I uh, <laughs> I uh, I was going to go with a C initially, uh, but I think I'm going to probably go C plus. Plus, yeah. Uh, I but it's the same the same thing. Like I, I needed to pick a lane. Yeah, and like do one or the other. If he, like I, I would find it really weird if it did go like a serious route because I yeah. don't think I would have liked that at all. But like I needed it to like have I don't know like it wasn't balanced enough to like what the. I guess the true nature of like the tick is. And if you want to do something different, like I appreciate like the balls of it. And mm-hmm. that's why I would give it a C plus. Otherwise, like, I don't know. Like I, it, it, I just, I'll probably check out season two, but I'm not going to like go out and rush. Yeah. To go see it. I was kind of comparing it to like what we did with Jessica Jones last week where I was like, I feel like the plot was more, comprehensible but it didn't take as many risks and it didn't wasn't like as visually appealing as the tick was uh-huh. so i think like those kind of even themselves out so to the kind of like the same rating for me yeah so i would oh, say yeah. it's kind I of like a b minus for me yeah yeah i can see that i i enjoyed the story i think of jessica jones more than i enjoyed this yeah. so that i would give that a higher but, rating but... but with this it i felt like it was more willing to go more balls out as opposed to like Jessica Jones where it's like, let's keep feeding the same shit we always do and sure, hope that I mean, it gets, gets, but like, it's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword because like, if you go balls out, like it has to work. Yeah. So like, sure. You tried something different with like a, a character that you created, but I don't think it worked as well. So like, yeah. granted you tried, to do something different, but I just didn't care for it as much. So there, yeah, there you have it. Yeah. Um. Well, besides the tick, JT, beside the the thing I forced upon you this week, 
Is there anything else the you thing wanna... that you hated more than me? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? That what? you made me watch? <laughs> Is there anything else you were into? Uh, me and Molly saw The Disaster Artist. Oh, shit. Cool. Uh, the uh, film about the making of The Room featuring James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. Um, I mean, it was fine. I Like, I wasn't like... I wasn't as like head over heels for it like as like a lot of people were. Like uh-huh. it made me more or less just want to go back and watch the room. I've heard that from a, a, like a lot of other people too. <laughs> yeah, like I think like the first half of it was a lot more interesting. Like seeing the relationship between Tommy and uh, Greg and how it came about to how they got to where they were when they started the room. Uh huh. But I felt like a lot of the uh, behind the scenes of the room type stuff was just, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot of like uh, Seth Rogen playing like the one of the DPs, just kind of commenting on how obscure a lot of the shit from the room is. Sure. Like they'll just like show him being like, "Why is he having sex so close to her belly button?" Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just like it's like someone pointing out things from the room. Where you're you already know why it it's like that. So it's like so why do I need someone to tell me this? Yeah. And it was a lot of that was like that. And I was like, show me more. Like what's some more crazy shit? Like I like I know this is funny. I've seen this in in the room. I watched the room. <laughs> yeah. Show me some shit that happened beyond the behind the scenes. And there was a few things like him treating the. Uh, like Tommy treating the fucking the main actors like shit a lot. Like they showed a little bit of that and everything, and kind of how like on edge and how shitty he acted to a lot of the actors on set and stuff. But there was a big portion of it where it was just you're seeing like scenes through Seth Rogen's eyes where he's just commenting on why it's obscure, and I'm like, I can figure that out on my own. I I own the fucking room. I can watch that and be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this scene's dumb. Yeah. So show me something I haven't seen. So I was like, I mean, it was fine. I would I would say check it out still, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it. I thought it okay. was fine. Okay. Good deal. And uh, me and Molly started watching a show on uh, Netflix that was originally on Discovery, I think, called uh, Manhunt Unabomber. Oh, look out. Where... Uh, they, uh, they, uh, Sam Worthington plays like the agent that catches, uh, the Unabomber who's played by, uh, oh shit. Who plays, um, oh fuck. Weird Al. Uh, Paul Bettany. Paul oh. Bettany <laughs> plays, uh, Ted Kaczynski in it actually. Okay. And, um, it's really interesting. I have no idea how they caught the Unabomber and they go into like really pretty interesting detail about how like the process they go through they went through to try and to, to uh actually catch him in the end mm-hmm. and it's pretty fascinating i would check it out it's only like at eight episodes we're on like episode seven now okay but it's pretty interesting okay like uh the sam willingham plays like this uh agent who was really into uh linguistics mm-hmm. and because uh Ted Kaczynski put all these letters out, like, they would do stuff where they would, uh, like, take parts of the letter and, like, piece together, like, what region of the country he's from, mm-hmm. and based on, like, his language and, like, how he types stuff, like, they even, like, based, like, 
what he how he was typing off of like where how he like what year he probably graduated from college because of like oh. certain thesis papers were typed a certain way up to like a certain date. So then they like narrowed it down to when he probably graduated from college. Jeez. Like it's really fucking interesting a little bit, like some of it. Okay. And then the the episode me and Molly watched before we even came down here, they go into like a backstory of Ted Kaczynski even. Okay. So, and like, he was like part of like, I guess he was like part of like the, uh, initial program before MK ultra, which is like that weird, uh, like, uh, mind control thing that the CIA tried to do like in the seventies, mm. which right. is like really fucked him up. Sweet deal. I, I think me and Chelsea would be probably into that. We've been looking for something else to watch. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like a, it's not like a documentary or something, uh-huh. but it it's, it's all dramatized, but like the things they go into are super interesting. All right. Sweet deal. Yeah. And it's, it, and it was like a network program. So it's like only like 40, it's like 40 minute long episodes as opposed to like an hour okay what's it called again mm, manhunt unabomber manhunt unabomber it's on netflix sweet deal and that's all i've been into um really the only other thing i've been into this last week is um i watched the newest episode of my next guest with david letterman oh yeah that is a great series i need to get into it i know like we dump on like Netflix, like kind of just pushing out crap lately. Yeah. But this is the one thing on Netflix I think is really good. Yeah. Like, and I makes me like a kind of upset that I never watched like David Letterman when it was on TV. <laughs> yeah. Cause he like, he is a really good interviewer and yeah. really funny. And so like the series, um, Oh shit. Like I, I can never remember her name. Who's the latest episode. George, it was George Clooney. Wasn't it? No, they just put an episode out. Um, oh, uh, wasn't it the, uh, oh, Jesus. Malala. Yeah. 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 Um, not George. Anyway. Yes. That's who it was. Yeah. And even the George Clooney episode, which I'm like, his first episode was Barack Obama. Yeah. To start out real strong. Yeah. Which is a great episode. The second episode was George Clooney. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like that's just seems like a weird second guest. Really interesting. Yeah. Because, like, George Clooney has, like, his wife now is almost more interesting than he is. <laughs> and they go into, like, a lot of what she's doing. Yeah. And then, like, at one point of, in every episode, well, well, not, like, one point, but, like, in multiple points, like, they've also filmed other stuff with that guest like outside of the stage that they're on. Yeah. And then they intertwine. Have you seen any any episodes? No, no. I need to get into it. They they uh um like with uh George Clooney's for instance, they uh he went and visited their house or have like just showed like a Skype chat with like George Clooney and his wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and like they talk about like what she does like with humanitarian stuff and all that kind of stuff and I uh I thought it was really interesting and the george clooney is like obviously super charismatic it gets into like his personal life and like how he started as a wanted getting into acting as like a child and all that stuff and this latest episode is really touching because like it's like uh she it goes into like having her win the nobel peace prize and all that kind of stuff and it's like man like i love this series like i hope it never ends yeah but and i'm Super glad that it comes out once a month. 
mm-hmm. and they just don't drop everything like yeah. like right there because it it I feel the anticipation when it's like there's a new episode and it's like yeah. oh I need to watch that right now <laughs> yeah so it's it's really cool like yeah. I it's one of my new favorite things that comes out I, I like how like Netflix is like now getting into that groove of like being able to put out like regular content yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've watched, like, that Joel McHale I show. I haven't yet. I, I want to. But, but... It, it's, yeah, it's pretty much like The Soup when it was out. And, like, it's it's hella fun. Like, yeah. it's like The Soup, but he can say fuck every once in a while. <laughs> good. But, good. <laughs> so it's, like, it's fun. Like, it, like uh, I remember uh, Molly, her only exposure to Joel McHale was Community. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I fucking hate Joel McHale. Yeah. He's such a fucking douche. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's got a show on Netflix now or it's like a talk show. Like, it was kind of like when he was hosting The Soup and she had no idea what The Soup was. And then now we're like, we watch it every Sunday and she's like, I really like Joel McHale. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, well, it's like, I think he's pretty hot now. Like, all right, shut all up right, now. All right, come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like Netflix is like getting to that groove now of like being able to like put out like weekly content where I hope they kind of get more into that. Like maybe even like start their own like late night series almost even. Mm-hmm. I know they like they tried doing that with like cert like, like Chelsea Handler they tried it with, but I don't think it caught on as well. Um that was like a different kind of a like something else. Like there was like a drama they tried to put out that was coming out weekly and I don't think that ever caught on. Yeah, I don't think And I don't either. remember what it was, like, at all. So, like, obviously it didn't, like, catch yeah. fire or anything. But I think Netflix would definitely, like, more of, like, a talk show sure. aspect yeah, yeah. as opposed to, like, a... Because, like, they can they can throw their shows out and have people binge watch it, whatever. I think that works fine. Yeah. But, like, like a weekly talk show where, like, they bring people on and, like, talk... Like, get, like, an interesting host and, like, a talk show... In a talk show format. Because, like... Like, you can't really get that from, like, like the closing you get that from is, like, Hulu, where, like, they put the late shows out, like, the next day. Right. But I think Netflix can, like, do that whole thing where it's, like, we'll put it out, like, the day of when we record it, and then we can play off of that. Yeah. And it's also good for their platform, because if Netflix wants more subscribers... Yeah. And, like, just more eyes on their stuff to keep, like, the subscriber base up... Yeah. Like, I don't see, like how helpful it is to put all their episodes out at once and have people binge it and then be like, well, now what? Yeah. So like, for instance, this David Letterman show, like it comes out once a month. Yeah. And so like, if you want to keep that subscription and you really love the show and Mm -hmm. you want to, you have to keep Netflix, you have to pay for each subscription per month. And honestly, for the price of Netflix, I would pay that per episode of this David Letterman show. Yeah. I think it's really well done. Nice. So, um, there you have it. Like, I, I, I do agree that Netflix needs to have, like, maybe stuff that isn't just, like, binge content. Which is, I'm glad yeah. it does, because, like, no other, like, Amazon yeah. has it. Like, The Tick was like that. But, yeah. um, I'm glad Netflix has that, but I... I would like to see them. But no, like, like their scripted stuff, I can totally see them, like, that's, like, their binge stuff. But, like, maybe something where it's it's more up-to-date and more, like, what's going on in pop culture now, like, that's what brings people back. Like, that's what, yeah. like, get, like, somebody that can present that and then, like, interviews people where, like, I want to see that interview. And the only way I can see it is through Netflix. So I need to have yeah. a Netflix subscription. 
Like just like a like uh, a weekly thing like that. A weekly thing I think that could work. I don't know if that would work so much for like a daily or even No, not daily. No, not daily. Not daily. Because Chelsea's all. Handler show came out like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something like that. Oof. Yeah, that wouldn't work. But I I don't know what it's like Netflix is all hush hush about that shit. But yeah. I the reason I heard is that Chelsea Handler stepped down from doing it. Oh, okay. Rather than like Netflix stop producing it. Yeah. So, like the Joel McHale show is like a lot is really good because they do, they take like, like they did like the soup did like they would take like reality stuff from like the week uh-huh. and make fun of it right like they would take like reality shows and shit and be like oh look at this stupid fucking thing yeah and then they would like <laughs> right. and they would do things where they they do like uh I, I can't remember what it was called in the soup but they call it Joel's International Corner mm-hmm. where they would take uh shows from all around the world and like point out like the weird obscurities of it like mm-hmm. they did like one where they took uh korean dramas and they showed how many times people got hit with cars in them <laughs> which was a lot <laughs> right i think i think i remember you telling me that but yeah they like like something like that is like perfect where it's like it's it's pop culture it's up to date and like it makes you want to tune in next week to see what he makes fun of next good deal and I think like the Joel McHale show is a definitely a good addition to Netflix. Awesome. You keep talking it up every single time I meet you. So like I, I'm telling you it's it, if you love the soup, you'll fucking love the I did Joel like McHale the soup show a lot. So okay. All right. I'll, it's right on par with it. Maybe I'll get into it uh tomorrow after I get home from work. I have like a few hours to kill before Chelsea gets home. Oh so. shit. Do He's it. He's not up. a huge fan of Joel McHale, so Gotcha. Well, do it up. It's right. fun. Good deal. Fun um, stuff. And otherwise, other than that, like the only thing I else I want to like plug is like my latest episode of Imperious Rex is up. Yeah. Uh, where we discuss the book Fear Agent. Yeah. Uh, you were talking it up on here quite a bit. It, it it's good. Uh, it's a little bit longer of an episode, but if there are any crossover fans between like Imperious Rex and the show, don't let the longer episode uh scare you off because the main review of the book is only like an average like length of the show, but we do interview uh, people at the end Ooh. Uh, of one of my favorite now defunct podcasts. And it's a, it's a really funny conversation we had. Like we talked for two hours through Skype, Jesus, but uh, we, we cut it down to like another 20 minutes or so. And yeah. they talk about what their thoughts on fear agent were and just, other bullshit in the comics like world and other stuff and it's really a good time so if you need to break it up go ahead but like it's it's a good show right on um but other than that that's it uh so jt if people can uh talk to you and tell us oh, fuck i fucked it all up if people want to just fucking people want find to tell me internet. how to fuck they can find me at bucky for everyone on twitter also bucky for everyone on instagram and hey why not bucky for everyone on snapchat troy what's your fuck style what's yeah <laughs> what's your fuck style <laughs> uh i've been going i went back and listened to the stained glass episode of you talking you two to me and it's so good <laughs> Uh, anyway, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Uh, our new episodes are posted also on Facebook. If you want to find it on Facebook, you can do that. Uh, also, all of our new episodes are posted on our host site, uh, pod, uh, Review Review Pod Yeah. 
And if you don't want to go there, that's fine and dandy because you can find uh, a myriad of other places, such as uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Player FM, and uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever they call it now. Hot toddy. Uh, if you happen to use iOS and find it uh, preferable to anything else, why don't you tell everybody how much you love it on there? Uh, with a comment or a star review, because if you like the show, that helps other people find it too. And if you want to write into the show, be my guest. You can do five that. star the fuck out of it. <laughs> you can do that at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Review yes. review spell just how it is in the title of the episode. We want to hear from you. Yes, we do. We never heard from uh, Australia. Uh, yeah, what they thought about. We got a hell we... of a lot of Australian listeners, according mm-hmm. to our uh, database. Uh huh. Here at uh, Podbean. At a like at one point we have more Australian Australian listeners than American listeners. We do. <laughs> By a very large margin, actually. Last I checked it was fifty one percent Australian to thirty four percent United States. And then other. And then other. <laughs> yeah. And then other foreign people. Right. To be offensive. To, well <laughs> whatever percentage was left was the rest. <laughs> The rest of the world. So I and like, everyone else. I was actually surprised. So, like, yeah. what up, Australia? I need to learn more about Australia, I Good guess. eye. Or maybe they would like a change of pace and not have us talk about Australia. Who knows? Right yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll check tonight when I see that we've lost Australian listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But that's the uh, show this week, JT. You had an idea for coming up soon. Uh, yeah. That? So for soon, since we are hopefully being able to do a review on Ready Player One in two weeks, uh-huh. uh, our idea after those two shows, after that, is doing two shows of our Ruin Nostalgia, <laughs> where me and Troy will each make a pick of uh, things that we've grown up with that we think fondly of, but have heard in certain ways that may not hold up and uh i know i have an idea i don't think troy has one yet i don't but i'll reveal mine after during our ready player one review after our ready player one review i'll I'll review uh reveal mine and i've heard that from other people that have seen it recently that it is super fucked up (laughs) quote super fucked up yeah like it was like oh yeah i grew up with it too well, it's super fucked up. I just saw it. It's super fucked up. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Well, uh, I, now I need to go back and watch it. I'm looking forward to that. I might happen just to pick something that I haven't seen in forever and see what I think about it. Like, That's fine. Regardless if it holds up or That's not. That's fine. That's fine. Do Five of Goes West. <laughs> I haven't seen it forever because actually I, know. I was thinking about watching one of those that we did bring up. Like, I haven't seen uh, The Rescuers or... yeah. One of those. In it a was long between time. the three. It was between Rescuers Down Under, Five Goes West, and then the one that I picked because someone brought up how fucked up it was. Where I'm like, but all, it was between those three because I remember those were like the three major videotapes that I owned. Okay. That I went back to every every time. Okay. And it was back when I was like a kid where I like barely paid attention to what was on the screen. Okay. So I was like, you mean I had this on the screen? My entire childhood, and it was actually this. <laughs> I am like, fuck. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to tell me what it is. Yeah, 
Well, uh, you gotta wait. You gotta wait two I weeks. I will. Uh, but next week we are doing our summer girls episode. Where we're doing summer girls, uh, the most anticipated movies of this upcoming summer yeah. season. Where I my deadline is <laughs> between May and the end of the year, and Troy picks between Memorial Day and Labor Day. I. I Cannot wait to see how you make a top 10 list of that. Because I was going through IMDb, and I was like, there's shit coming out in summer. I know. I there know. is like Because I've like, already kind of tried to do it already, and I'm oh, like, fuck there me. There's so much bullshit coming out in the summer now. Like, it's just, it's completely spread out. Ugh. I cannot see how you would be able to make a list of that. Well, I'll give it. My, I'll give it my best. If I have to cheat, I'll, I'll see if I can break you. I'm gonna break you down this year. Oh fuck! If you're gonna try to do that, then I'm gonna stick to the rules. <laughs> I'm gonna break you down, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So next week, look forward to that, and then Ready Player One the week after ready that. Ready Player One, and, and then, then we'll our do nostalgia our... weeks followed by Avengers. Yes. To get ready for Avengers: Infinity War, our next review after that. Big lineup. Yes. So get prepared, everybody. Get prepared. And uh, if you have any uh, movies that you've revisited since your childhood yeah. and have n- not held up, let yeah. us know. Let us know. That might be our choice. That Who could knows? be a choice. Who knows? Yeah. So uh, let us know because that'd be fun because those are always fun to oh, find dude. like somebody's childhood crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, until next time, JT, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am a JT3K. And we are off. <laughs>